In a patent-shaded land, a great war shall transpire. Darkness will prevail, and light expire. This world is full of light. It's a world comprised of many smaller worlds, all connected, stretching as far as the eye can see. One great light protects us all. All worlds share one light, one fate. I take it you're talking about Kingdom Hearts. Yep. In ancient times, people believed that light was a gift from an unseen land. By the name of Kingdom Hearts. But Kingdom Hearts was safeguarded by its counterpart, the Keyblade. Warriors vied for that precious light, thus beginning the Keyblade War. All of this was decided. You really think you can change the future? All of this was decided. The truth is what you see with your eyes, not what you hear. Sounds like your trip around the world opened your eyes, but you got a little bit more than you anticipated. Must have seen a lot of darkness. So you're saying the weak feel the need to justify their actions to maintain a sense of self. Can't let that slide. I suppose letting false light dictate the future might be a pretty lousy move. So, you can make a change. You have that power. What do you want for the world? You believe the world needs you. Sounds like you already know where you're headed. If you truly possess great power, the darkness can't control you. All of this was decided. You really think you can change the future? All of this was decided. The truth is what you see with your eyes, not what you hear. All of this was decided. Why not just sit back and watch it play out? All of this was decided. May your heart be your guiding key. Who are you really? Some kind of fortune teller. Well, I could lie, tell you that's what I am, when I'm actually a brilliant artist, even a scholar. I could tell you that I dream of world peace, when I'm actually planning for its destruction. The truth is what you see with your eyes, not what you hear. All of this was decided. You really think you can change the future? All of this was decided. The truth is what you see with your eyes, not what you hear. All of this was decided. Why not just sit back and watch it play out? All of this was decided. May your heart be your guiding key. gentlemen how are we doing it is good to be back 
Um, I know there's no camera for me up on the screen right now, but that is okay. I'll be popping in before you know it. Just take a good look at those beautiful names up on the screen. Those are the Sages of the Lodge. And uh, they're the ones who donate as little as $1 a month to keep my nonsense going. Because as you can see, even on my best of days, I can be a little unprepared. But, but, with that said, I would like to introduce today's guest, none other than the great regular Pat, who... He's missing. He's off screen, but we're going to get him. We're going to get him. He says he's lost. There he is. Dude, what is going on? How is it going? What's going on, dude? Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's about time, right? I think this is overdue that I show up in the lodge. It is a, it is a long time coming. <laughs> I, I want to thank the um, Super Spaghetti Brothers. They're the ones who kind of put the hurry up for this on. When I had them on yeah. a little while ago, they were like, hey, Oh, dude, really? <laughs> they were like, dude, you gotta have regular Pat on. They yeah. uh, thought you and I would uh, crash uh, crash the party pretty hard. But uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. now that I got things a little more situated on my end, dude, Good. how is it going? Um, thank you for being here. There is Absolutely. a obligatory question that I purposely omitted from our conversation before we started rolling. Gotcha, and yeah. it's that, dude, of all the series out there, countless video games, countless franchises why kingdom hearts why did you land on kingdom hearts of everything you could have made content for of everything you yeah. could have filled your brain with information wise why did kingdom hearts end up winning your heart like this no pun intended yeah you know what it is i think it was just a right time right place type of thing i uh i just happened i remember i was i think six years old i was uh playing in my living room and there we had this wall mounted tv in the corner and uh, I hear the original commercial for KH1, and uh, I break my neck looking towards this way. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, I've never heard anything like this. I've never I, seen this sort of, like, crossover. I mean, obviously, I was six. There wasn't a, a ton of the world to have seen at that point. But I was like, oh, this is possible. Um, Sword, Donald, and Goofy. I didn't know what Sword was at the time. But I was like, this kid and he and, and Donald and Goofy are his companions. And they're fighting the big dog from Cerberus. Like, I was hooked from there. How do you not be hooked from there? Um, couldn't be me. So I'm glad. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm glad. And uh, why, why even explore it any further? If I think about it too hard, I'll be like, what else would I be doing if it wasn't for that, you know? That's fair. So. Honestly, we have, we have a very similar origin story. I remember that commercial very vividly. And yeah. I remember all, all it took for me, I think I was about 10, 11 years old at the time. All it took mm -hmm. for me was seeing Simba and Cloud Strife in one commercial for me to go, yeah. how does that exist? <laughs> yeah. And how do I get it, yeah. you know? Like when they're separated by like four frames, you're like, what the hell? How is that even allowed? You know? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, we do have a title topic we wanted to discuss today. Talk about the child of destiny and kingdom hearts. Um, but before we get into that, I actually wanted to pick your brain a little about kingdom hearts. One, you mm -hmm. seem to be just like, I mean, you are a wealth of knowledge in general, just from engaging with your content, <laughs> but you, yeah. especially with kingdom hearts. One, you seem to have, not only a wealth of knowledge for it, but an affinity for it. Could you talk yeah. a little bit about where that comes from? Is it your favorite in the series? Why it's your favorite in the series? Sure. Th just things like that. Um, there hasn't been yeah. enough Kingdom Hearts 1 talk in the Lodge. And I agree. I, I think you could bring bring some of that energy in here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there hasn't been enough KH1 talk like in the community, period. I feel like people have forgotten to respect their elders and like i'm not i'm not just like saying this to be like a contrarian or to be like the guy for this particular thing because like it's not i don't think it's particularly 
profitable or popular to be like stumping for a game from 2002. So it's not like there's no agenda behind this for me. I genuinely think. And and this was not how I always felt. Like when I, I, I played the games as they released, the first one in 2002, I played two in 2006 and I loved two. It was my favorite. Um, and, and then the remixes came out. Um, when did those come out on PS3? Like 2013 or so? Sure, around there. Time, yeah. Around there. Um, so I, and I played one again and I was like, oh man, this is like so charming. Like I forgot like how much little stuff uh, goes into KH1 to make it like so immersive and engrossing. Um, I got to two on the 2.5 remix after that. And I was like, this is like fine. Um, but I'm just like finding myself wanting to skip a ton of the cut scenes and like not really enjoying exploration because there really isn't any to do. And that's what it comes down to for me. And I'm not saying that this is like a, a thing that definitively or objectively makes a game better. Cause that's obviously, you know, that that's bunk. But I think with me, I, I really enjoy games that even, even if it's not like the main selling point of it, which obviously with the cage games that you would say it'd be combat. But I, I feel like getting to explore it, feeling like you're a part of this Disney world, not just like walking through the scenes. Um, that's something that like really appealed to me, especially on my, my replay through, which I guess at this point was about 10 years ago, which is sickening to think that that's when the, the remixes came out. But um, yeah, exploration is huge for me. I like jumping on stuff. Sue me, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it's also worth considering. I, I like to judge, I do my best rather to judge games like within the era that they're released. And I sure, think yeah. when Kingdom Hearts in 2002 combined in essence action RPGs with a sort of platforming, it's not that it was something that hadn't been done before, yeah. but it kind of seemed like after Kingdom Hearts 1 came out, everybody wanted to do it. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that's when you saw the emergence of, like, your Jack and Daxters, your Ratchet and yeah. Clanks, you know? You, you saw this sort of emergence of, like, that. But as far as the exploration goes, you know, as someone who I'll say, my, my audience knows where I come from. Kingdom Hearts 3 is my favorite in the series. But I do say Kingdom Hearts 2 might be the game in the series that's most important to me. Because I think it just, sure, yeah. I it just found me when I needed it twice, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But... I would be wrong if I didn't say that Kingdom Hearts 1 had a certain energy and magic about it that I actually mm-hmm. think the series may never see again. Uh, how, how do you oh, feel no. about that? Do you think there's any recapturing that particular magic that Kingdom Hearts 1 had? Or or do you think that's just going to be a product of its time and there's no going back? Yeah, I think there's there's sort of two components to that. I think the first, and I think the most major one, is that limitation, in my eyes, always breeds creativity. And when you look at those games, mm. and this could be nostalgia talking, and I feel like every person who, you know, plays games and enjoys games, their favorite period of gaming is always the one that they grew up with, like their middle school era, you know, before that or, or a little bit after. Um, but when the technology was not there to have like giant worlds like there are in KH3, it, it forces them in a way because they're limited by what they can do mm-hmm. to be really creative with what they end up going with. Um, that That's the first component. I feel like now because so much more is possible, I feel like it's almost stifling creativity. And that doesn't just go for Cage. Mm-hmm. It goes for like Mario games. It goes for a ton of stuff. I feel like the more options you have, and I've always felt this. When I when I've when I wrote stuff in college, like if you gave me a prompt, I'd be I'd do way better than telling me to do anything. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's that, but then there's also this idea of the 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 stuff that Disney is willing to let slide nowadays, I feel like has has restricted a bit. Um I talked to my friend PJ Cableton Art about this a ton, but the summons in cage three, for example, they're not like actually the characters or even like, like they're like these elemental sort of uh, incarnations of them. Like, I feel like there are specific rules in place for what is allowed to appear in what areas or what worlds you're not going to see 
as much crossover stuff like, you know, the Dalmatians living in Traverstown and Leon caring about the Dalmatians or like making a house for Geppetto and Pinocchio. Um, you don't really get stuff like that um, in three. And I don't even know when the last time they had sort of similar types of things. Like obviously you have like MDG running around with the, the uh, original characters, but there's not like that sort of synergy that I feel like one was really the only game in the series to do. Yeah, and you know, it's funny you bring up the Dalmatians and Traverse Town. Like, I felt like Traverse Town and Kingdom Hearts 1, like that, like you, you talked about, I don't know if it's the word you use, but sort of like the balance between all these different elements that make Kingdom Hearts what it is. And, yeah. you know, what made Traverse Town in Kingdom Hearts 1 such a joy to explore is like, depending what corner you turned around, you could bump into Disney, you could bump into Final Fantasy, right. or you could just bump into yeah. Kingdom Hearts along yep. the way. Um, I know it's something people want. You know, it's very obvious this is what I think a lot of the fan base wants is mm -hmm. a sort of like a, a symmetry between all those elements. But like you're saying, there seem to be things that are getting in the way these days. And honestly, not just on the Disney forefront, I think also on the Final Fantasy forefront. Sure. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, how you mentioned the Disney character incarnations of the summons weren't quite themselves. You could right. almost say the same things about the Final Fantasy characters now. Like the mm -hmm. Aerith in Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind is vastly different from the Aerith in Remake. Like... Not just yeah. in, you know, <laughs> yeah. not just in visual art yeah. style, but also like in temperament. Um, right. But it's interesting, you know, and you know, I think one thing they may be able to capture from Kingdom Hearts One that they used to have is maybe just the energy in particular that was around that like Disney villain roundtable. Oh, love that! Like love that. That. <laughs> that was that to me was like just so peak Disney Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I think they could do that again. Again, the Traverse Town synergy that you brought up. I don't know if we could do that anymore. But right. do you think there's a way that the villains can almost be involved in a way they used to be? And do you think the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer with Donald and Goofy in the underworld likely bumping into Hades? Do you think mm. this is sort of like winking at that? I it, I would hope so. I think if it doesn't happen in four, then we can probably close the book on it officially because mm -hmm. I feel like with three, it's like, all right, we've it's been a million years since like a main number title came out. We're going to like wrap up or, you know, for the most part, wrap up the original stuff. And like you see Maleficent and Pete like doddering along in the background and they're not really being a part of anything um, with, you know, all Maleficent's sort of appearances and synergy with the Union Cross of it all. And, you know, the Book of Prophecies and the Black Box, yada, yada. Like, I would think that if it, if nothing comes of her and, like, reforming a group or something, if it doesn't happen in four, I say that, that we can probably put it to bed. Um, and I would love it. And I think it's doable. Um, my my idea, it's actually, again, PJ's idea, is that uh, this whole thing about the unreality uh, bringing in the sort of live-action movies. And make no mistake, I don't want a bunch of live-action movies in KH4. But if they do it, bring in Angelina Jolie Maleficent and have her like interact with the classic Maleficent and like do some crazy shit with that. Like, I think that'd be awesome. That would, uh, but then like, yeah, cool. make it, make another coalition, like do another, like bring it back to KH1. Um, just like bring in, uh, I don't know, King Candy or uh, who's the guy from San Francisco, the, the villain in that movie. I, I've uh, not Yokai. seen Hero yeah. 6, but yeah, I think that's it. But, yeah. but just but, imagine uh, Darth Vader and King Candy in a room. Yeah, like why not? Let's why not? do it. And I'm and I'm not a Star Wars guy, but I'm pro Star Wars. I've seen two Star Wars movies. They're fine. I think they're perfectly good movies. Put it in. I think it fits in naturally. It's all the same shit to me. Light versus dark. People who wield special weapons. Uh, little uh, wielders who jump around and do flips and shit. Mickey and Yoda. They're the same guy to me. Like just, it's perfect. You know. 
I mean, I'm all about it. The, me- the memes write themselves, right? Like you have King yeah. King Candy and Darth Vader in a room. It's like you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. You know, <laughs> yeah, my exactly, custom yeah. character in an original cut scene. Right, just, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, because, yeah. you know, I feel like some people have an aversion, and this is something Kingdom Hearts 1 was very good about. Some people seem yeah. to have this aversion to when Kingdom Hearts is over-the-top silly, but yeah. I feel like it's kind of just part of the DNA. Like, yeah, seeing, yeah. seeing like, making Mickey Mouse into a war criminal is why we're all here. Right. It's baked into the premise. Yeah. Like you see the box art, you kind of got to know what you're getting into with it. So when we're getting upset that it's silly, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I guess you haven't been paying attention for the last, what, 21 years. Right. Or maybe you're more in love with what you want Kingdom Hearts to be and not what it actually is. And for those people, I say, here's Final Fantasy. Here's the world ends with you. You know, there's no intellectual property from the 1920s running around in here. And I think uh, that's that's probably the best spot for them. I mean, look, Square, Square Enix gives you a lot of options. If you really, if you really right. want to go dark and serious, go boot up a near game. Um, yeah. it, it'll, de- <laughs> yeah. it'll depress you in the ways that please you. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I suppose now we should uh, let's jump into this title topic. You know, I sure. approached you for this episode, and I was like, "Hey, is there any character you're passionate about? Any topic that's running around your head?" And Child of Destiny uh, was what you came to me with, and yeah. you have a particular theory on who the child of destiny might be. So I, I want to give you the floor, uh, sure. go all in and, you know, share your thoughts. Well, I should say, I, I would say it's less of a theory and more of a hope, more of like a deepest hope that this is not Sora. Like that, it's really, it's not a positive sort of theory. It's a negative sort of theory, well, can, right? Can, can I there, pick your brain on that right away? Sure. Like why yeah, wouldn't yeah, yeah. you in theory want it to be Sora? Because I feel like it runs contrary to literally everything this, the games have ever said. Like how, how could they? Like when when I as soon as I saw, I don't think I watched Dark Road like as it like I think I waited for for demos uh, videos on that to come out. But when I saw player, and I hate that I have to call this character who's like super important <laughs> player. Like I I and I, I try to give you across the slack when I can, but that I can't stand that. But player, the the you know adoptive parent of of baby Xehanort is saying, oh, there's the child of destiny, and he thinks it's Xehanort. Obviously, we have the dramatic irony of knowing that that's not Xehanort. So he says that the I have the scene pulled up right here. I have the text. So I learned that the light was to expire and darkness prevail, but the child of destiny would change this outcome. Yada yada yada. He would hail from the Isles of Destiny. So uh, you know what I'm noticing now? The pronoun of he. But again, he could be wrong, or she, he, the player could be wrong. We we've gotten red herrings all around, dude. Right. You know what I, I mean? mean? We we thought that uh, the player was Xehanort reincarnated, right? right? So like that that was a rope a dope that they got us on. I'm hoping they're rope a doping us again, and that I mean, and you, I know your position is that Riku could be the guy, and I'd be I'd be fine with that. I just think it'd be really fun if it was Kyrie because you know they haven't really done a ton with her re- recently, or you know maybe ever, depending on your stance on her. So I think injecting a bit more um, intrigue and power for her character could be really fun with that. Um, and we, I think we should analyze this text. If you don't have this text, I could send this to you just yeah, to see what, exactly what he's saying. Yeah, absolutely. Could you send it to me um, over Twitter so I don't have to minimize our OB yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Discord chat? Yeah. You got it. Perfect. Um, there we go. I, I'm all for her having this title, by the way. I mean, she's already, she's already got Princess of Heart key, right. trying to be a Keyblade Master. What's, what's a third title? Let's throw Child of Destiny yeah. on the pile. Yeah. Why not, yeah. right? Like Daenerys, you know, she can have like a long ass title that she reads as soon as she's ready to square off with the villains, let them know what they're what they're messing with. I mean, the thing about it to me 
is that nothing about Sora or Riku, I mean, especially Sora, the games for 20 years have told us, like, this guy's not special. He was in the right place at the right time. He is special for his ability to make connections, but he doesn't, there's nothing about him that makes him better at that. Like, mm -hmm. it's just something that's innate to him. I don't like the idea that we have what was an originally the average Joe who stumbles into the situation is actually, oh, oopsie doopsie all along. He was the chosen one. He's like this godly guy. Like, I, I hate that. The only um, way I, I could, because I thought about this, the only way it could sit right with me, because, and this is where like bloodlines now being introduced right. come into play, is I re if Sora was to be the child of destiny, the only way that could sit right with me is if it wasn't a consequence of his bloodline, and it was rather yeah. like, because I feel like this kind of fits into Kingdom Hearts 1, mm. it's a consequence of his actions, Right. right it has yeah. nothing to do that like oh he was he's the he's the child of kingdom hearts itself or yeah he's connected yeah, yeah. To some bloodline that gives it to him it's like right. no right you were saying he is a dull ordinary boy but he was yeah. right place right time and his mm. actions are why the keyblade chose him or his actions are right. why destiny is choosing him if you were to yeah. play it off this way where it's strictly you can be a dull ordinary boy and a child de of destiny right like they don't have to be mutually exclusive but what the control there is is your actions. And if your actions, regardless of who you are, are compatible with said Child of Destiny title, that's the only way it could sit right with me. I still would prefer it were Riku yeah. or Kyrie, like we're gonna kind of dance on here. Mm -hmm. But I, I, to me, I think it's the only way you can make that work. I'd hate if it was like, oh, look, Sora's a blue blood. Of course, yeah. of course he's the yeah. chosen one, you know? <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, why would it be? I mean, yeah, I guess for me to be okay with it being Sora, I think I, they need to like, really explain to me what destiny means then because mm -hmm. if you're saying that destiny means you know it's all about the actions and the consequences of your actions and not attracting some sort of fate or or omnipotent destiny sort of being and that's why then you know fine but for it to be like i, I just feel like the word destiny implies that it's like this this already predetermined thing that's it's baked into everything and that's how it's going to be it's already set to be this way um and i just I'm just so against it. Like, I feel like you you go back and play all the games and knowing that he actually was special and chosen and fated for all this all along. And then, like, is it not sort of contradictory? Um, it would just be a bummer. <laughs> That's all. I, I'd agree. I, I mean, I, I would agree. Um, and I guess this randomly hit in my head. Unless Child of Destiny turned out to be, like, a negative thing. And it was just like, sure. oh, he's the master's chosen. Like, the master mm. has some plan to manipulate him. And being the Child of Destiny, like, let's yeah. say... Let's say it was actually a position of like antichrist, right? Like something akin right. to that, where it's like, yeah, like you're saying, you have to explain to me what destiny is. You know, may yeah. maybe destiny is whoever the master deems is useful. I don't know, but mm -hmm. uh, if you want to get into Kyrie, what like do you, do you have anything that points to why it could be her, how it could be her, <clears throat> anything along those lines? Well, I think it's it's curious that the player mistakes Xehanort for this child of destiny, and then we end up getting. I, I, the timeline on this, obviously, yeah, Melman came out before Dark Road finished, right? So I think it's curious that we have we have Remind where Kyrie is really um, kind of forced into the fight with Xehanort, and that's kind of a centerpiece of that DLC. And then we have Melmem where she is, you know, before Sora, like, projects into her or whatever, how that works. Um, she's, like, facing off with Xehanort. Like, she has, like, real beef with this guy. More mm -hmm. so with, like, Terra Xehanort sending her off. But I feel like there's been, like, this this growing sort of link and and sort of antagonism between Kyrie and Xehanort. And I'm wondering if they're like building on that with her being hmm. potentially confused for, for Xehanort as a child of destiny. The other thing that I'm looking at the script again, um, 
they would have the ability to feel, share, and embrace what others felt in their hearts and even connect their heart with another to become one. Um, I got to parse through that more still because I'm not sure if we can apply that to her. Um, obviously, we can't apply that to Sora, but that's what they want us to do, right? Is there a way that we can twist that sentence to also be applicable to Kairi or even Riku? Because um, that would make my day if we could figure out <laughs> how to make that work. <laughs> um, and then also, light was to expire and darkness prevail, but the child of destiny would change this outcome. Obviously, Sora had like the biggest hand in changing the outcome. If we're talking about the time that it happens in Cage Three, um, but Kyrie was there to like guide him back to the graveyard. Like she also played a part in well, you know, changing the outcome. That's actually what I was going to bring up. Going on that yeah. line, they would have the ability to feel, share, and embrace what others felt in their hearts. You know, obviously mm -hmm. we see how Sora does that. Does that? I'm, you know, you think to birth by sleep when he's a kid, how he's able right. to feel Ventus in that way, something that was just always there. But I yeah. mean, in regards to Kyrie, I don't think there's any way she can save everyone if she didn't necessarily have these powers, right? Mm -hmm. Like she's like, oh, I never stopped believing in you. You know, all yeah. I did was believe that you wouldn't fade. Like right. that she was able to kind of hold him together. Like I think even Namine brings it up in the final world to Sora. Like, hey, you're only here in that form because Kyrie's the one holding you together. She can feel you. Yeah. So mm. it, it seems like Kyrie seems to have that power too. You also think maybe in like Kingdom Hearts 2 where she didn't have Sora's memories, but like through mm. Roxas, she was able to yeah. trace the connection back to Sora. Right. communicate. And was yeah. able to like remember his name. So yeah. it, it's, it's definitely doable. And who even knows what the like direct Japanese translation of all this is? Right, you know, there, right. may, there may be a few things thrown around. You know, and to be fair, you know, you bring up how the pronoun may be throwing you, you yeah. know, a lot of localizations get, I don't want to say get Japanese pronouns wrong, but Japanese pronouns aren't as simple as ours. Like, mm, I, I yeah. don't know, are you familiar with FF7 Remake? Yeah, yeah. So throughout like that whole game, Sephiroth is using a pronoun that's collective, almost like a mm. we, but in the oh, localization, okay. it's just like, it, it's just he, you know, oh, but yeah. in, in the... um. Oh, I almost called it the final world, the edge of creation. Um, mm. He's using a singular pronoun. And that's oh, just okay. like completely lost in the English right. localization. So, you know, even though that might be throwing us a little here, it is yeah, possible yeah. there's something missing in that in that transcript, you know? Yeah. The missing link, so to speak. The, he said it. He said it. <laughs> I said the thing. He said <laughs> yeah. the thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking through it a little bit more too. Like, hmm. You will be tested by darkness time and time again, but still you must press on. In time, your path will lead you unto light and fellowship. I believe you will become light's master. Okay. Again, like it, it's, it, I see it as it can be applied both ways. Yeah. Because yeah. Sora and Kyrie, if you remove Kyrie as a Keyblade wielder, right? She was already mm. a princess of heart, kind of making right. her a master of light to begin with. Um, yeah, true. Yeah. And I think what she has going for her over Sora is Kyrie you know, unless something appears to us in Kingdom Hearts 4, appears to be like a heart of pure light, where I'm not mm. sure you can say the same thing about Sora. You know, it, it's yeah. obvious where Sora's alignment is, but, right. you know, we've... I mean, to beat Xehanort, you had to go into anti-form. Right, yeah, exactly, I was gonna say. Well, here's the thing, too. Um, going back to the princess thing, like, and maybe you could... Maybe I'm missing something, and you can, you can fill me in on this, but, like, we know why Sora and Riku are where they are at this point. Like, we know Riku's history with being bequeathed the Keyblade accidentally, or no, purposely by Terra. We know that Sora ended up getting it when Riku faltered on Destiny Islands. We don't really know, like, why Kairi is a Princess of Heart, do we? Like, we know what it takes to be one, but do we know, like, why she is that? 
We um, we do not know, but I I, I didn't I, think so. Yeah, I bet it has one. It has to do with the bloodline thing. I'm I'm pretty yeah. confident in that. Two, I, I I'm kind of a believer in all the uh, Kyrie grandmother theories. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, Which ones? I mean, there's there's so there, many. There are a lot. I, I like the one that it's it's Ava or connected <laughs> to Ava, like Ava's bloodline, because yeah. right. she, you know, Kyrie's grandma is able to recite all of Union Cross, like yeah, to a <laughs> yeah, true. Can recite yeah, the yeah, whole that's thing. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it's she like, must have watched some Everglow videos or something. That's yeah. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. You know, maybe yeah. maybe Kyrie's part of the Everglow bloodline. It could. It could. Yeah, be it could be. Yeah. Which it's funny because like. I watch so much of Union Cross through Everglow's channel. I'm at the point right. where I'm like, just name the player Everglow. <laughs> yeah, like, why not at, at this, this point? point yeah, you, you it, it sounds like it would work. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound out of place. You might as well just go with it. There yeah. are definitely dumber Kingdom Hearts names already. In oh, the for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Like, we got a guy named Brain running around, you know? <laughs> what does it matter? And Lee spelt L-E-A, never really caught on. Yeah, yeah I, no, I did appreciate no. that meta in Kingdom Hearts 3 where like, they, the script tried to make the name Lee work and just yeah. just couldn't and just bailed on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they knew. They knew. Uh, it just doesn't have the same ring, you know? It just you gotta, doesn't have the same ring yeah. to it. But I mean, yeah. at this point, you don't introduce bloodlines. And like, if you're going to make Kyrie a princess of heart and worthy of wielding a keyblade, there mm. has to be something. Whereas with Sora, I'm right. like, I don't want any bloodline connection. With no. Kyrie, it's all I want. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, that would that would make it so much better in my eyes. So just do it. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I will say I'm yeah. all for it. I think they're and that's the thing. I think they're slating Kyrie for something really big at Kingdom Hearts 4. And I only say that because she's gotten like more screen time and plot significance in the second half of Kingdom Hearts 3 than everything mm. that came before it combined. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's true. Especially when you lump in Melody and Memory, which yeah, is like her yeah. own like anime episode, I like yeah. to call it. You get the 30-minute Kyrie special. Yeah, Which, I, you know, I like that a lot. You know, like you, you were tying her to Xehanort, who was like this first, you know, proposed child of destiny. And it's like, she like all her trauma brings her back to yeah. Xehanort and connects her right. to him. You know, it's, yeah. it's crazy, man. I don't know. Do you have... um? You have anything else that we can go on for Kyrie? And uh, oh, sorry, oh. I'm stuttering here. One sec. You're good. Oh, we're good. We, can you repeat that last sentence? Sorry. No, it's good. Uh, I was just saying, like, any other thoughts on like Kyrie and Child of Destiny sort of theory? No, like I, I just think in order to like, I feel like I get what Sora and Riku are about when I like look at them and their attributes and why they're wielders and everything. Like, why they're special to us, I get that. Mm -hmm. The games sort of just tell us, hey, Kyrie is special, and I, I think. I think filling in that backstory or, or, you know, just like making that more clear as to why she has this status could be really easily dovetailed with this Child of Destiny thing. Um, hopefully, if they've already written a version where it's Sora, they can change it and make it Kairi instead. And here's the thing. I'm not anti it being Riku either. I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on the Riku because for me, it's it's Kairi would be preferable. And then there's a little bit of a drop off for Riku and then a huge drop off for Sora. So I, I don't, I'm not mad at the idea of it being Riku. I think my whole thoughts with Riku kind of start with like, first you got to start with, he was the Keyblades chosen, right? Sure. You know, that just from a starting point. And by the way, I'm going to connect this all to Yazora with Varum oh, Rex. Oh meaning, God. <laughs> yeah. With Varum Rex okay. meaning true king. I think it's all actually yeah, that's true. pointing I mean, to this. I mean, he looks just like him. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's, it's all kind of pointing to that. But again, as far as Riku goes, you know, you have, um, you know, his encounters in Birth by Sleep with, 
uh, like not only just Terra, who was able to sense that there was something special about him, but then mm. even Aqua. I think Aqua in particular was like, this boy is so genuine, or like this boy is so pure. Yeah. Um, oh, genuine, like true, like purity, like right. true king. <laughs> yeah. And I want to get to I want to get to that excerpt you pointed out in the uh, mm -hmm. Dark Road finale and see if I can line yeah. it up before I get into any of my other nonsense. Sure. Let me see. Well, first of all, he's he's a boy from the Destiny Islands, which, yep. if I'm not mistaken, he is from there. A point against mm. Kyrie, I suppose, would be that she's yeah, not I, I forgot about. <laughs> yeah, she's there. not from there. Yeah, but like you know, she's got the passport now, right? Like it says <laughs> that she lives there. Like it's fine. We, we can we can sweep that one away. We, they can but make it work. They can make it work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they would have the ability to feel, share, and embrace what others felt in their hearts. And I guess yeah. this is where I hit a bit of a roadblock. There's yeah. maybe some loose implications Riku's able to do that, but I can't recall a, a standout moment. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying, I'm going through like reverse rebirth um to like that's the thing. Like the the superpower here that the player is highlighting is like this hyper empathy. Um mm -hmm. and I'm I'm not like Riku, I I would say out of the three is the the one that I'm finding that least for. Um, I feel like I can make easier sort of um, parallels with, with Sora and Kyrie, um, not so much with Riku. But I'm sure you could if you like dug through, you know. If you, every if game you dig deep enough on it, I mean, yeah. I, the the best I can think of would be probably his whole Dream Drop Distance journey, right? Mm, Especially yeah, like the yeah. end game, whether it be, you know, it's loosely implied he sort of recognized Ansem's guardian as Terra. You yeah. Know, when he says like, yeah, there's like that moment where it lingers. Yeah. Yeah. With the strength to protect what matters line. Um, you know, I don't think there's any saving Sora unless he's able to harness this in some way. But, yeah. you know, as far as the player outlines, like the superpower of the child of destiny, I would have to agree. It actually does yeah. fit in with Riku the least, but going back to my nonsense, with him being, <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Going back to my <laughs> yeah. nonsense, with him being like the original Keyblade's chosen, um, I think part of what might give him the edge is that more than maybe anybody else in the series, he's mastered darkness to a point. So like in the way that the master told Xehanort, oh, he'd be so strong, darkness would have no hold. I actually hmm. think Riku's the only one that's actually true for. Like obviously Aqua's contended with darkness and has gotten the better of it. But we have yeah. seen in like unique scenarios, like what happened in the Keyblade Graveyard, that PTSD could kick in, and she reverts. Yeah. She reverts right back to being like horrified, traumatized, however you want to see it. Whereas like Riku, right. Riku was the last one standing. Riku was the only one who wasn't like taken by force, given up. Like Riku was the last man. Like even Sora gave yeah. up. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. when I look at that moment in particular, I'm like, that to me seems like. It could fit. Also, yeah. everything with bloodlines, I have reason to believe Riku's going to be connected to Ephemer in some mm -hmm. way. And maybe that explains how Ephemer was able to be manifested in the Keyblade graveyard. Maybe he was able to use something going on with yeah. Riku as a waypoint. Because we still need to get to that, how Ephemer was able to yeah. sort of appear in that way. But I think what I'm getting at is there's two lines from two characters that I can't get out of my head. Yep. This reference from the Master of Masters to a false light... And this mm. insistence that Yuzora not only looks like Riku, but his title is True King. I, mm. I almost wonder if by Sora getting the kingdom key and everything that happened in Kingdom Hearts 1 kicking off that sequence of events, if it offset everything 
And now, like, Sora having mm. this kingdom key, in a sense, makes him a false light. Like, hey, okay. he's, he's just, like, the ordinary guy. He's not supposed yeah. to be a part of this. And now Riku has to have, like, uh, a knockoff keyblade. I don't want to call it a knockoff keyblade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not the yeah. kingdom key. And I wonder if Verum Rex again being referred to as true king is like, hey, on the other side of reality, that Riku figure still like still holds that title. But yeah. over on the Kingdom Hearts side of things, that that's kind of just been thrown into a flux. And then I think about yeah. Brain wanting to create a virus in the master system and maybe Sora you know, usurping the Keyblade from Riku, if that is the virus he's talking about, mm -hmm. if that oh, kicks geez. fate in the... I know, my brain is... <laughs> no, no, I, I like it. Like, I've never thought of it that way. I mean, so it's it's sort of this idea that, like, everything was sort of on a set path, and then Sora getting the Kingdom Key is like an anomaly. Like, it's something this unplanned thing that throws everything out. Right, and it makes me wonder, like, was... I don't even know, dude. Like, was that a consequence of Xehanort? Right? Yeah, something yeah. Had, something had to instigate that. But well, like, I don't know. Like, I, I get the impression that everything that's happened up to this point in the series is exactly what the Master of Masters wanted to happen. Like, I feel, and I don't know, maybe the plan can still come to fruition. He can still come back and, and Lushu can get the, the eye where it needs to go without Sora being involved or with it still being Riku having the Keyblade. But, like, I don't know. I feel like everything is going the way that he wanted it to go so far. I'd, I'd be surprised if everything that we saw with Sora and Riku so far throughout the series is not exactly what the master wanted to happen. And I um, think for the most part it is. And I think if there, yeah. if anything, and this is like the power of the book of prophecies, right? If anything deviated, he's, he's knowledgeable of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like if anything deviated right. from his like first plan, he has the script, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I would agree, I think, at the end of the day, everything, with the master in Quadratum putting a heart over, over the moon, like, he's he's obviously in the place that he wants to be in. Yeah. And, again, this kind of goes back to, like, maybe Child of Destiny is something, like, the way the master inserted the idea of a traitor to the foretellers, and that's, mm. that sort of, like, created the stimuli that let darkness in and everything transpired. Maybe this whole Child of Destiny false light is him kind of doing it again. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be a positive. It doesn't have to be like this sort of honorary title. It could be like a marker for something like more insidious. Yeah. Which I like. I like the idea of that because it ties into like that false light sort of idea. Right. Because I hate to say it, but like the more we talk about it, the more I'm thinking, oh God, it's probably Sora. Like, yeah. And God, please like, don't do it. The more we it. talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, eh, it's kind of lining up. But yeah. there were like, I I'm, I'm obviously with you where it's like, there's got to be some sort of some sort of caveat that's like this isn't like i don't know you said you've only seen two star wars movie but it can't be like a luke, yeah. luke anakin thing where it's like yeah. oh he's just a young skywalker comes and it's i don't know yeah 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 oh god i hope it's i just really don't want them to do that like that's I, like I'm, the story thing that i'll be upset about i'm already gonna start like coping with it just in case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend that, um, you know, just open your heart to this idea <laughs> now, so that way it's not going to hurt when it, whenever the game comes out. Right, get, but, a, get a little head start on it, but... Yeah, absolutely. Are there any other, like, approaches they could take with maybe Sora being Child of Destiny that you might like? Uh, I don't know, like... We're, we're, like, how do you do it like, to keep him the dull, ordinary boy, right? Is that the yeah. ultimate problem? I think if we and uh, like my my two weak spots in terms of like the lore and the theorizing stuff are like late game Union Cross stuff and the Virum Rex Yazora angles. But from what I can recall, just from a layman's perspective off the top of my head, 
at the end of Remind, like there's this confusion over Sora and Yazora not looking the way that they should to each other, right? Mm -hmm. Like Yazora is saying that like, this is not how I really look. Maybe he's seeing Sora as something different. So if we can like somehow tie that into like Sora is like a pretender child of destiny mm -hmm. and he's like appearing that way and he's actually you know, being puppeteered by somebody else or, like, is appearing that way to the player or to somebody or to the master. Um, if it's, like, Sora is falsely believed to be the child of destiny and that's still the way that the player is approaching that sort of idea, um, I guess I can roll with that. It seems like a lot of acrobatics to do to get to something that's not awful, but I'll take any route we can get at this point. And no, now you almost have me thinking maybe it could just be Yazora. Oh, God. I'm not even sure. Okay, I, I gave you my power rankings on, like, who I'd like <laughs> it to be. But Yazora would have to come from Destiny Islands, right? Or you're saying that uh, you're saying yeah, Yazora right. would right. be... Yeah. No way. But again, like, he can just be wrong. Like, or he can, like, maybe there's a Destiny Islands in fucking Virum Rex land. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, they can Could just be. do whatever they want. Um, you, can, you can make up a power of waking in a game, and that's just how things work in that given game. So... They can just, you know, do an ass pull. And I'll be here for it. I'm, I'm saying it like it's a negative thing, but I'll love it. I'll be entranced by it when it happens. So go ahead, you know. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it all does come down to execution, you know? Yeah, but I think, absolutely. I think what makes Sora important to so many people is that, like, I don't want to get too meta, but, like, in a sense, he kind of is us in the sense that, like, we're all ordinary. Yeah. There's nothing special about us. You know, my, Absolutely. my parents aren't the offspring of some gods or something, you know? Yeah, right, right. We're, I mean, KH1, you know, I think to a degree, you're a self-insert into KH1. Sora mm -hmm. is not like a guy that you can like really name a ton of personality traits for in that game. I think once they knew they were going to make sequels, they were like, okay, we got to like start fleshing him out, like give him mm -hmm. like characteristics. Like obviously he had like, you know, he's a little bit uh, of a show off in KH1. Like I think of like when he wanted to like fight Hercules one-on-one, -on -one. but like there's not like a ton of like, you know, defining characteristics for him in that first game. So I, yeah, I think you're totally right to go back to the idea that like he represents us in a way. Um, I, I, that's why it just sickens me to think that it's going to be some sort of preordained thing. I can't, I can't get over it. And yeah. Yeah. Cause again, that's, that's the, that's the struggle is maintaining yep. the sort of ordinariness and I'm not yeah. sure, I'm not sure it can be done, but yeah. maybe, maybe it does. And maybe that's something that just feels fresh, but you know, I, I saw someone in the chat. I know I don't usually open up to the chat until the one hour mark, but if something does catch my eye, Car Boot yeah. Studios asked us, who's to say there can only be one child of destiny? It's a great point. I mean, we don't know if this is like a co-title that can be held by multiple people at once. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think they're leading us to believe it is one chosen singular being. But again, you could, you know, swap around the, the wording of that, I'm sure. And, I already got it. I already got it. You, you yeah, go ahead. It. This, is, this is what the prophecy got wrong. It believed the idea that one mm -hmm. singular person could stand and be like, no, right. it was never about a child of destiny. It was about children of destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Kingdom Hearts connected now it's friendship. All, yeah, yeah, all the dandelions, you could rework that in somehow. Yeah. There's not like one true darkness either, right? There's like seven of them. So yeah. there, there's we have <laughs> precedence. Maybe, oh, you know something? You know something? Something just kind of clicked right here. Yeah. Where is it? I'm going to the I'm going to the uh dialogue you sent me. Okay. Where they kind of talk about like what, like two hearts become one? And even mm. connect their heart with another to yep. become one. It, you, mm. Imagine in the end game, right? Like imagine the end game is sort of like everyone's hearts are connected into one. 
versus like the darkness all being connected into one. Mm. And maybe yeah, that's just how it ends. The Child yeah. of Destiny was actually <laughs> yeah. the connection of like dandelions, right. guardians, and maybe some other group that comes forth. Hainer, Pence, and Olet. Yeah. I don't know. Throw them in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, oh, like maybe it. that's the Child of Destiny. Maybe it's Hainer, right? That's dull, oh. ordinary, no keyblade. Uh yeah, the, I mean, then again, have you seen that kick, though? Did you see the kick? That's not the kick of an ordinary boy. The, he trained for that. That was his moment. Dude, I only wish lucky. he could have landed. Rox is lucky yeah. he didn't pull that move in the in the struggle. Dude. In the struggle. Yeah, what was he doing? He was, he was going back. easy on him. He was holding back. But that's a, yeah. that's a good question. Um, yeah. I think it's possible. I think that's another way you said you can kind of work around it. You, you introduce yeah. it's not a child of destiny. It could be children of destiny. And I guess since the seal is broken... We can uh, get into some of the other chats. Let's shout out the super chats that have come in. Jay so silly with a twenty dollars. Yo, bro, you would have. Let's go. You would have made me happy with just two dollars. Let me tell you. But Jay so yeah. silly says I think Xehanort was the child of destiny, but he failed the same way Riku was the Kingdom mm. Keys chosen, but failed. So the duty moves on to Sora, or Sora was the father that stepped up. If you will, <laughs> so not not a stepdad, just a dad. Yeah, that yeah, up. the dad that stepped up. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I guess I don't hate that. Uh, I definitely like it more than just being Sora from the jump. But at that point, we, to go back to how we sort of open this combo is that we're like defining what destiny is at that point. If destiny mm -hmm. is something that can be inherited and passed on, then I feel like we're kind of we're kind of morphing what that even is. Um, yeah. It's something that's like like a, a trait that you inherit. I don't know, um, but I take it. If it's like, yeah, it was going to be Xehanort, and then it passed on to Riku, and then it passed on to Sora, and I hope it passes on to somebody else, because I, I just don't want him to touch it at all. Keep it away from him. Uh, maybe you know, maybe that's it, though. Maybe it's something that can be passed on. And maybe when yeah. Xehanort said, very well done, and gave him the Keyblade, mm -hmm. that was almost yeah, like there's a, always that. a ceremonial yeah. passing of it. It could be something yeah. like that. Um, uh. But yeah, no, Jay, so silly. Thank you so much for that. You know, all I, all I ask is you come hang out. Super chats are nothing but a bonus, so thank you very much. Game Changer came in with a $5, says, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna divert us, but we could, we could do a little detour. Says, sure. Theory, Master of Masters is in the future, Lushu body hops into the future generations, is it possible that Lushu body hopped the Master? Okay, I'm gonna read oh, that again. I'm gonna read that again. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Master <laughs> yeah. of Masters is in the future, Lushu body hops into future generations, is it possible that Lushu hopped the Master? So, are you saying that is it possible Lushu is just like a younger version of the master and he's like growing into the role, you know, like maybe mask, you know, that that's how I'm understanding a game changer. Like maybe chime in the chat. If I got that right, if that's what you're trying to say, I don't know. How, how'd you interpret that Pat? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that should be illegal. I feel like you shouldn't <laughs> be able to body hop into the master. I feel like the master should be unbody hoppable. Um, there's no way that he would even allow that. I don't think. I feel like he's very big on having his own autonomy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like when I feel like having to get the eye in the right place, and then Lushu being able to like assume control of the master, or body hop into him. I feel like that sort of runs contrary it, to it, each other. If anything, it would be that I, I think it would be the inverse, where the master mm. crafts Lushu into his new vessel of sorts, like that. Okay, I don't sure. think that's what's happening, but I think that could be closer. Yeah. But he did clarify. He says, "Nah." actually body hopped the future master i don't know about mm. that game changer i don't know about that i think lushu will betray the master one day but i don't think Oof. he gets the better of him because i think the master's anticipating it i think lushu betraying the master is part of 
uh, the Master of Masters plans because you know mm. about how the traitor is the one who bears the sigil and all that. And then you yeah. you consider that the foretellers' names aren't their actual birth names. They're names the Master has given them. And so he gave Lushu the name that had the sigil in it. So right, yeah. He, he sees it coming. I don't know. I just... I don't see Lushu pulling one over the master, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because I think mm -hmm. the master, he's one step ahead of all of them. Educate me on this. So when we're talking about the, the traitor will bear the sigil, is are we saying, because my my understanding was that that was only applicable to like the situation between the foretellers. Like when they were all infighting and trying to figure out who it was. You're saying that it might have broader implications beyond just that sort of like disagreement that they had yeah i think the him telling them about because lucia wasn't even hanging around daybreak town he was just observing right, he right? Was, he, yeah right i think him talking about the trailer is what the trailer the traitor you <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. him hungry for a cage for we, we talk about the trailers yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think he sort of because i don't think there was really a traitor among the foretellers because lucia technically isn't a foreteller technically mm. speaking he's outside of that but right. the master talking about a traitor among the foretellers, I think, was just almost like a like a trick to get them to distrust right, yeah. he each was, other. He was trying. I get that he was trying to manipulate them in that sense. I guess when you were saying that, like his name bearing the sigil and him being a traitor, being part of the master's plan, like you're saying that as a traitor to the master, like he's yes. going to. Okay, interesting. Gotcha. You know, you, you talked about how you're maybe not as well versed in like end no, no, Cross absolutely not. stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a scene in Union Cross at the end where the master tells Lushu everything. He tells tells Lushu the entire plan. Okay. Lushu is like repulsed by it. He's trying to fight him mm. on it. We don't have to do this. Why do we have to do it this way? Fighting him at every turn till the master eventually just puts his foot down and says, hey, we got to do it this way. It's the only way. When Lushu mm. walks away, he's like, I'm leaving everything to you, Lushu the traitor. Like he oh, straight okay. up refers to him as the traitor, almost as if gotcha. to like insinuate, I want <clears throat> you to betray me. Like yeah, even yeah. in Union Cross, uh, the, the back cover movie, when he tells him what's mm. in the box, Lucio's like, but why? Like, yeah, he's yeah, like he trying seems to really freak upset. him out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's how I see it. That's how I see yeah. it. Chat, chat is saying Ava was the traitor. Um, mm. I think Ava just did her role. I don't, I don't yeah. know if you could say that's betrayal if she's just doing what the master told her to do. Right. I don't know. I would argue. And Go ahead. Her role was just to gather the dandelions, right? Like that's, and yeah. the master wanted her to do that. So mm -hmm. I don't. I don't see that as, as traitorous. I think she's just good at her job. Right. <laughs> That's traitorous <laughs> yeah. these days, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she didn't quite quit. Yeah. She just did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with as far as Ava goes, I guess the, if you were going to make the case Ava's a traitor, it would be that when Lushu told her what the master's plan was, she attacked Lushu. So that, and that kicked off the Keyblade War. So, you know, that's technical infighting. But then again, like... yeah. I said, and Envy did battle before, and that didn't kick off. Yeah, the they all did. More. Yeah, they all did shit. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. go to go to the Lushu thing, like I really hope, like, because I love Zigbar as a character. I loved him even in two when we didn't really know that much about him. Mm -hmm. For him to just be like the Lancer to the Master, like, there's got to be something more. So I, I hope you're right, and that like he has some sort of other ploy um, to just be like right hand man all along because he already was that like that's how yep. he was originally presented to it. he was number two to Zemnis. he didn't like act like that that was obviously more of like Syx's role but um to just like sort of spin our wheels on him being like yeah i'm I'm the second guy like i'm I'm next in line like that just seems kind of anticlimactic to me uh, for someone who is as devious and as persistent as Zigbar. um so I hope that like he has some sort of ulterior motive besides like just like 
you know, being a puppet. And I think, I really think he does. Like, I I'll bring up Union Cross and the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. So, like, you know how No Name was originally the Master's Keyblade? Right. You notice when Lushu gets it, he's like, finally, back where it belongs. I don't think, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's giving that back. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he it's his now. Yeah, he likes it. And also, he I got think, used to it. And I think symbolically, No Name suits Lushu, right? Because, like, Lushu mm. doesn't really have a name. He's taking up other identities. Right. He's braggy. Yeah. Then he's Zigbar. Uh, then he's Brig. Yeah. Then he's Zigbar. Right. Like, and even when um in the uh the ending cutscene, like, is that you, Lushu? And he's like, these days they call me Zigbar, but whatever suits you. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he himself feels like he doesn't even have a name. He didn't have a place, yeah. But an another moment that makes me think he's up to something would be, did you see that final confrontation between Lushu and Brain in Union Cross? Where they, 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 they seem like yeah, Brain's at the computer. Yeah, yeah, right? He's at the computer with the data day breaks down and everything. So you're telling me this guy cut a deal with the dude who wants to be the virus in the master system? Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, I feel like yeah. if he was like a loyalist, he would have just struck right. him down. But yeah, that's where like, why, why make it easier for them to like, kind of have an in there? Why not just like end it? It's like when the villain gives his big speech, like, why are you doing this? Just like, because mm -hmm. he has some other either ego or like some other ulterior motive so yeah and this to me seemed like a pure ulterior motive he got to take brain's body but in exchange mm. brain got recompleted in in scala yeah i don't know it seems like a pretty sweet deal i i would think yeah. that if you <laughs> yeah. saw him as like an enemy he would have made made him take this deal and he'd wake up in the realm of darkness you know like gotcha yeah. but instead he like yeah. helped him out yeah it's bizarre i never really thought of it that way but I'll yeah, why are we doing one, this? I'll take it one step further too. He sure. woke up in front of the Ephemer statue. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. How I, bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> so I, I, I think I think that's where we're headed in regards to that. All right, we're yeah. we're almost an hour in. So if if you see anything, by the way, in like the YouTube sure, chat yeah. or Twitch chat that looks yep. interesting to you, feel free to shout it out. Because uh, gotcha. I like to call my chat the 1% of Kingdom Hearts fans. Like, they actually, they know more than I do. Like, as a collective. Oh, yeah. They always my tell chat me, knows way more than me. They tell me when I'm saw. wrong. They tell me, like, that's why I love them. Oh, we do have a $2 super chat from mm. Fab asking, who do you think will be the final boss of Kingdom Hearts 4? Ooh. It's actually such a great question because, I so like, I feel like it's been obvious. Uh, you know, besides one, obviously, we didn't know. But for two... Um, I guess going into two, would you have known without any pre-release material who it was going to be? Like, not a clue. I guess not. Not a but clue. Three we knew. Like, we yeah. knew three would obviously be Xehanort. Um, with Dream Drop, I like to like go back to the past and see if we can like find clues there. Um, I guess BBS, you would know that it would be Xehanort in some degree, just from the the two secret ending. Mm -hmm. Um, Dream Drop, I guess you probably could have surmised that it might have been the secret boss from uh, BBS, although technically it was the. Ventus nightmare armor thing, mm -hmm. but with four, it's like we have players here, but like, are we wrapping up the master that early? Like, you Definitely can't. Like, I just can't imagine it being like, oh, final boss is the master. Even Lushu, I feel like, like, what do you like? Who do you end it on? Um, Yazora again? Like, you can't do Yazora. We already fought him. Mm -hmm. he, he would end up being easier as a final boss than yeah. as a secret boss. So you can't do that. That's um, a good point. It's so it's crazy. Like, is it going to be a foreteller or many of the foretellers together? Like all of the ones besides Lushu or like all the apprentices besides Lushu, I guess. So I have one. Maybe it could be Sigurd since they've started Ooh, to okay. like build him up and he's the narrator of the traitor. The, the, the yeah. trailer. Jesus. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> now an inverted, yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. But he's the narrator of the trailer. And, like, I don't want to say he has, like, an antagonistic tone in the yeah. trailer of Kingdom Hearts 4. But he's like, hey, if you leave this world, don't think you're going back to the one you came from. Like, almost yeah. trying to be fatalistic. Like, hey, you're, yeah. you're trying to fight fate like this is uh, futile, you know? Right, um, yeah. So I think maybe it could be Sigurd. It's mm. always possible it could be a character we've never heard of. Um, yeah. Or, huh. Yo, honestly, what if it was a Maleficent that got the black box? Oh, please, please. Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I would love, love to take her seriously. Even if it's like, you know, it's like the reverse of KH1 where it's like the Disney villains are the forefront and then they pull the curtain and it was actually Ansem, but it's like the opposite where like we're focused on like the foretellers and the quadratum of it all. But then it's like for this particular part of this arc, it's Maleficent again. Dude, come on. I mean, come I'd on. actually That'd be love so it. Good. I, I <laughs> yeah. actually like if I had to pick yeah. right now, I think I would go with that just because like, all right, um, you know, feel free to share your thoughts on this. But like sure. you can't have Maleficent be like knowledgeably one step ahead of the rest of the cast. Like she not only knew yeah. the black box was coming. Or that the right. black box existed, but she also knew, hey, that thing's not going to appear until after the Keyblade War. And the only other person who knew that was Lushu. And I'm not even yeah. sure Lushu knew that, right? Because he had everybody going on a goose chase looking for it. Yeah. So, yeah. So Either to distract them or because he legitimately didn't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to think that Maleficent would have all that knowledge and still not be able to play like a relevant part, like that would be inconsistent. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm in love with that. I think that'd be great. Um, I always thought she should have been one of the vessels. I, I thought she should have been one of the the new thirteen because he already got like. And obviously, she's not like a complete loyalist to to Ansem or Zayn or whatever. Well, none of them um, really dating were, back to no, know? none of them were. I was gonna say like Marluxia and Larxene were like it, it boggled my mind that they were included in the in the true organization. Well, so even, even I thought that si could have been interesting. Even Syx and Zigbar, who had their noses up Zemnis's ass, all had both had yeah. their own motives too. You know. <laughs> yeah, they've got their own shit going on. So <laughs> obviously, that is not like an indicator of uh, someone who is you know a worthy vessel. It just has to be somebody. They're really just trying to fill seats. Like that's all Zaynor was doing. Like literally, does not matter if mm -hmm. Demix is on the shortlist for being part of your master plan. Like clearly. There's no like you know criteria that you have to fulfill. You don't need like an like an awesome resume. So I, I think uh, that'd be a great way to inject more intrigue into into the Maleficent of it all because I don't want to see her and Pete be the team rocket of KH4 again. Like I'm I'm over it. Yeah, I think that that's that's long been overdone, and you can't like mm -hmm. it's like you know it's one thing if you actually want to make them goofy team rocket, but don't build yeah. them up of having this knowledge and you have that. That's shot. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to that. commit to it. You can't you can't do it both ways where it's like they have like these overarching goals and plots, but then like they're completely useless all the time. Mm -hmm. Like either lean into the comedy in the fullest, like make it apparent that the game knows because the game doesn't know like we know that they're a mm -hmm. joke. The game thinks that we should still take them seriously. And obviously, like I like they're Disney characters, like the importance of them in the grand narrative has diminished over time. But like stop like giving us scenes, like stop wasting our time showing them if they're not going to either be full comedy or actually have something to do that's that's my stance on it uh, and i would agree with you wholeheartedly and i think <clears throat> you know I, i'm much more preferable to the former you know making yeah. her formidable because she's one of the things that ties us back to kingdom hearts one and i think mm -hmm. you know maybe you could have this world and i would love this because like it's obvious if we get to a final battle it's going to be sora who's kind of leading yeah. the way but wouldn't it also be great if we got to some point where it's like it was incumbent on Sora to take out the Master of Masters, but you make it incumbent on Riku to take mm. out Maleficent because Riku and Maleficent 
have that mm, history. They got history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got more history than Sora Maleficent for sure. So. Exactly. So I almost think like you have this opportunity where Riku doesn't have to take a backseat to Sora in like this Master of Masters fight or Lost mm. Masters arc. You could give Riku something to contend with that builds upon his his arc and his past because I'm almost yeah. a little worried about Riku because they did so much with him in the Dark Seeker saga. I almost don't yeah. know what they're going to do with him in the Lost Masters arc. Yeah. I mean, even in three, I felt like he was kind of, you know, lagging behind. Like he had his moments, especially in the graveyard at the end. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I feel like they don't really know what to do with like his arc took a long time to, to get him to where he is. And now that they've finally done that, like they got to I think they're going to I would say it's more likely that they find something new for him than to have him dwell on the past even further. Like as much as I would like that Maleficent sort of uh, tie in there, I feel like they're gonna they're going the Yazora angle clearly with the uh the, you know physical similarities. Like I feel like whatever's next for him ties heavily into the quadratum of it all, which I'm he, always on the fence about. But do you think he gets taken out? Because that's something I've often theorized is like, like I killed. Think yeah, I mean, there's oh. death and rebirth is the language of Kingdom yeah, Hearts. Yeah. He he'd come yeah. back, but I do right. I do think he's gonna get killed off because I'm in my head. I'm like, what else do you do with him? You yeah, know? I mean, he's. Uh, I guess everyone everyone else in his trio has died at least once besides him, right? Like, what's the the closest thing to a death that Riku has gone? We got to complete the set, I would say. Yeah, so possessed is Sora's, the he's gone. Sora's lapping him on this. Yeah. <laughs> so why not kill him? Yeah. This is a goof, though. Like, bring him back, obviously. He like, they're never going to kill come him. Back. He would obviously yeah, yeah. come Just back. Just like Sora. But kill, yeah. like, imagine, like, imagine what that could do for Sora's character. Imagine what that yeah. could do for Kyrie's character. You know, not I, okay. I, I should revert. They did kill him, like, in the graveyard with the demon tide. I guess everybody yes. died a little bit there. So, like, when you're saying, though, like, I want to I wanna pick your brain on this. When we're killing Riku, are you envisioning this as something like a like a Kyrie getting backslashed by Xehanort, like something similar or something that even feels a bit more permanent for, for a longer amount of time or because right. like really Kyrie was only dead to us for like, you know, two hours. Let me, can, <laughs> let me make up some BS fan fiction for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can I do that? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what I'm going for is anything that's relatively similar to this, but sure. look, we know what happens when somebody in the kingdom hearts world dies. We've seen it play mm. out with, it can go to the final world, realm of yeah. darkness. If you commit a nature taboo, maybe you go to Quadratum. Imagine mm. with Riku, he commits a nature taboo, Ooh. but on the unreality side of existence. Oh, and okay. And through that Ooh. sort of death, we see what happens to someone who abuses that. Like say he abuses yeah. a power of waking and unreality in the way Sora uh, abused mm. it in reality and now he yeah. sort of gets Thanos snapped out of own reality and maybe oh, he goes to this whole other level of existence <laughs> a deeper a deeper I mean, level it like just keeps just going I mean that's yeah. part of Kingdom Hearts's nature right or it's maybe it's it a keeps going yeah or it could be a two-way street and it just sends you back to reality like mm. it's you got to commit a taboo yeah. on either side to to do uh your your commute but I also imagine like maybe he makes some kind of sacrifice, but I would also like it if like, if in his death, he's the one who told Yazora to save Sora, mm. like something happens to Riku that causes him to die. And so like, cause you, it's kind of foreshadowed in that uh, secret episode that like, even mm. though Riku got to Quadratum, he's going to bump into Yazora, not Sora. It's kind of right. Sora's the timeline. Yeah. Right, the, the timeline, we don't know 
when Sora fights Yazora relative to when he disappears. We don't know when Riku appearing in, in Quadratum is relative to everything else, the ending of Melmem. So there's definitely room for that, yeah. I'd be into it. But yeah, I, and I guess to answer your lengthy, he needs to be killed off at the end of the game. You can't bring him back mm. till the next game. So I think part of what makes the wait for Kingdom Hearts 4 so excited is we all mm. want to bring Sora back. Right. right. There's this there's this drive yeah. to do it. They play on it in Melody and Memory with, with like Riku and Kairi kind of having that pull and you feel it in yourself like, yeah, I wanna I wanna bring them back. I wanna be with the yeah. boys, yeah. be with Kairi. But it would just be great because I think one of the things Kingdom Hearts endings always do right, in my opinion, even though most Kingdom Hearts endings aren't really happy, the, the yeah. message generally is like bittersweet. Like you can't have it all. At the end of every right. game, like there's something missing, something that needs to be fixed, right? Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah. They're all separated. Chain of Memories, Sora's asleep. Kingdom Hearts 2, Roxas and Naminé are still trapped, like still in mm -hmm. the hearts, and Xehanort's still out there, right? Like you, you there are people who feel like you could have ended the series at Kingdom Hearts 2, but then there's a part of me that goes like, but they talked about Xehanort the whole time. Like Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I dude, you don't even get me started. Like, I've always hated that. I always like just like people who aren't paying attention. Like a, a corollary to that for me is like the people who are like, everyone has a keyblade now. Like, why, why it used to be only one person had a Keyblade. That was never true. In the first game, there were three people who had a fucking Keyblade. So I always hated that. Well, uh, but yeah, like the people... Sora, yeah. Riku, Riku and, and Mickey. Mickey, yeah. Oh, dude, At the so very true. end. So not, true, only, yeah. not, not only is it not just the one Keyblade like, swapping around people, it's oh, the second one. Dude. You know? That makes sense. Why it's the three of them in Kingdom Hearts 3 fighting the Norts. Oh, that's... Yeah. And I always wanted it to be Kyrie instead of Mickey there. Not even like shade on Mickey for that. It but would have been too early think, for Kyrie. It would have been too yeah, early. Yeah, too early. She's got she got to do training. Even though she like, you know, nearly solo Zayn or uh at least when I played is her at the end of uh, Remind. So I always yeah. thought that was garbage. It's like you're gonna tell me that she like she took on like go armor Zayn or like obviously Sora was there, but I was doing a lot of the heavy lifting. And I so. feel like that's why in Melody and Memory, even though it's sort of like a dream sequence, they mm -hmm. had to make it that Kyrie couldn't best Xehanort. And she needed yeah. to bring Sora in, almost as if to like say, like, okay, look, if you played as Kyrie in that fight and you whoop Xehanort's ass, it's because yeah. Sora was there. That's yeah, that's yeah, that's probably what they were going for. But like, even in your own dream, you can't beat Xehanort. Then what the hell? She well, just needs more self confidence. Pat, if, I some, think. if yeah. some <laughs> if some scientific psychopath captured you as a child and threw you in a capsule, he probably kicked <sighs> yeah. your ass in your dreams too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I should not have uh, I should not have uh, judged her so harshly on that. That's my bad. Because I know I would. I'd falter immediately. I'd fold. I I'd almost, fold like origami. I laugh sometimes, too, because I imagine like imagine Kyrie had a Twitter account. Yeah. Oh God. Poor thing. <laughs> that that would be the worst thing imaginable. Oh man, especially nowadays. Like you know, a Twitter account maybe before the Elon of it all could have been not so bad. But yeah, well, now I'm, I'm you got to almost... deal with the blue check people and all the Kyrie haters. Sucks. And then you have the blue check people who are opting to hide their blue check. You got oh, that... shadow blue checks now. Yeah, you were talking the traitors among us now. Like now we're <laughs> that we're gonna keep an eye out for that. The, blue the sigil. They bear the sigil, the and it's the blue check, check. Is the sigil? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know about you, it's dude. I'm almost convinced here. Nomura has a burner account on Twitter. He's because got to. Have you I mean, heard some of the things he says in interviews? Like, oh, I thought no one liked Yazora. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, no, he's gotta. He's gotta. Or at least have people. He's gotta have like interns reporting to him about it. Like so, give him my like my daily Twitter like newspaper on in the morning, you know? Something like it's that. It's gotta be. Something yeah. like that. But <laughs> he's tapped in. But at the end of the day, I saw some people, by the way, just going back to the Kingdom Hearts 4 boss question. They think Nomura's gonna oh, be yeah, the boss. We did. 
yeah oh like a self-insert like uh oh geez like a near i don't know like i think now more than ever like we're we're veering scarily close to this meta edge that i'm afraid that we're, we're peering over it like oh. there's a lot of like self-fulfillment going on with like the final fantasy versus thing and the 15 and like you know we think about and i'm sure you've gone into this at some point but like this whole idea of Strelitzia talking about like I, I need to pull up her dialogue but she's saying something to the effect of like this was taken away from me like it was mine it was taken away like i feel like that's namura talking about not being oh, able oh, to direct the nameless star the they took away my oh, yeah, name, yeah. everything Sorry, about me. I say, yeah yeah i meant name, yeah yeah that's oh. i feel like that's very self-insert like he's talking about his game his baby that he was supposed to have and now like four is his way of like getting all that stuff back in that, um, i mean dude that's what I, I will say that is 100 percent what he's doing you, yeah like, yeah <laughs> i will say though so. like even though i'm someone because i was like I was a versus 13 junkie back in the day watching those trailers for dopamine hits waiting for the game yeah. to come out that never came. <laughs> yeah. So I am like all about this, but I will say I was concerned because I'm like, all right, look, I wanted that game, but I don't want it to take over Kingdom Hearts. Right. Yeah. There's and I don't think it'll take it over. No. But yeah. But I will say. I like, think there's going to be elements of it that'll appear for sure. 100%. Fabula Nova Crystallis is here. Like, I, I yeah. do think yeah. Kingdom Hearts <laughs> yeah. is going to be integrated into that lore. But what, what kind of lowered my shoulders was when I saw in an interview they do want to make a Verum Rex game. And I'm like, okay, good, good. So you have yeah. your outlet to really flesh that out. And it could be yeah. sort of self-referential within the Kingdom Hearts story. But maybe let me get to you there a little bit. So like, whereas I'm someone who the prospect of Unreality, Yazora versus 13, I find mm. that very exciting. You seem yeah. to have a very like cautious approach to this coming. Yeah, I'm, Can you kind I'm of share your thoughts on that? I don't know. I think I think really all it was what turned me off initially was I didn't like the toy box of it all, like that okay. angle. Like to me, it felt very and maybe that's hypocritical as somebody who's always wanted like the Disney integration to feel a bit more seamless and like actually have stuff that's <laughs> relevant happen in the Disney worlds. But when Rex the plastic dinosaur knows Yazora, and that's the first time I hear that name from Rex by Mattel or whatever. Like, that's weird to me that this guy is going to be super important. And, like, I'm open to it. I'm I'm willing to, like, see where it goes. But, like, that put me off on, on the wrong foot to start with. Um, I just feel like I don't want things to get too meta. I don't want things to be too self-referential. Um, and I, I feel like that's where we're going to a degree. And, again, I hope that they're going to rope-a-dope us and, and confuse us and mislead us to a degree. Um I just want it to be like a self-contained story that's not too derivative or referential to other stuff that Nomura wants wanted to work on or has worked on. Um, and I don't know, Yuzor just seems like a punk. Also, I don't like his voice acting. <laughs> that's that's my other thing. I think it was Mike or Jason on the Spike Eddie on on the answer report. They were like, you can tell Dylan Sprouse is in the booth doing this. Like that's how he's doing the voice. I'm doing like this. This I is my Yuzora voice. Yeah. You. you thought you thought you'd win. <laughs> yeah, like just I and that's the, I think they also said that, you know, maybe he's not going to be that huge because otherwise they would have picked like a, a better voice actor. <laughs> I, don't, I listen, I love the sweet life. They're fine. I got nothing against Dylan and Cole, but uh, I don't know. There's it left a, a bit to be desired for me. So we'll that, see if he gets so any you, better for four. The execution just doesn't have you sold is kind of what you're saying. 
yeah that's all it is and you know i'm not like out on it forever like you know when people see the the robot foot in the trailer they're like oh star wars it's jumped the shark i'm done like no i'm willing to see where it goes like i'm not gonna you know call you know make my make my stance on this super solidly I, i'm willing to see if they could uh sell me on it but they haven't completely sold me i'm like 40 percent there though How like i get higher on it in time as, as time goes on well, I mean, I, that comes with the execution, right? If they pull off yeah. solid execution, it can win yeah. people like yourself sure. over. But yeah. how would you feel? Because I have a feeling they might be doing this. How would you feel? Because I, I like that self-referential stuff you're talking about. I can't help yeah. but feel like that's coming because I feel like they yeah. played it very heavy-handedly already. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would you feel if like Unreality was a world that kind of had a nature of that, very meta, mm. but then back in the Kingdom Hearts world, things are as they should be. You know, like you said, a little bit more self-contained. Do, do how would you feel about a sort of back and forth like that to maybe differentiate how the two worlds feel, so that unreality yeah. there is something off-putting about it. You know what I mean? Mm. Do, I like the idea yeah. of that because, like, we have to distinguish this unreality as something that's truly different, and not yeah. just because Sora looks a little different and like maybe more realistic. Like, it can't just be a big city where Yozora lives. Like, it has to be something more than that. There has to be a defining characteristic that if you look at it, or maybe not look at it, but if you spend a few in-game hours in there, like, why is this different? Why are we, for, for gameplay and for story reasons, why is it different than A Realm of Light? Because as far as we can see, it's just like San Francisco without, like, the culture fusion and very bland NPCs running around. Um, I'll tell you this, Landy, if Sora finds out for even a second that he's a part of a video game called Kingdom Hearts, I'm throwing whatever console I'm playing on out the window. <laughs> Like, that is my biggest fear. Even if he gets, like, Men in Black mind-wiped after that, he cannot know that there are video games, that he's in one, that Kingdom Hearts is a franchise. I, if the word Nomura is spoken in this script, I will throw myself off of the Keyblade Graveyard Tower where Kyrie dies. Like, that is... That's territory that I'm not willing to chart out. That's, so, like, a bridge too far for me. Hear me <clears> out, because here's... I, I'm with you. Ahead. That's As someone who I actually do enjoy a good... A good, uh, yeah. how would I put it? As someone who enjoys the meta and the fourth wall breaking, like, I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen the show Community, like, one of my favorite shows ever. Mm. It's just written in its DNA to be yeah. that way. Yeah, Sora being from a video game would be a little too on the nose. And also, I think what we have going for us is if that were true, I'm sure Strelicia would have told him, A, and yeah. B, the people <laughs> yeah. in the street would be like, Oh, it's Sora. How is uh, he was just in Smash Bros. Yeah. 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 But I think almost... And that's how they tie that in. Yeah. Exactly. But I think what <laughs> they almost might be going for, and again, at the risk of anyone taking me seriously, I'm literally just riffing here. But I think the idea that, like, Yuzora is in a video game in reality is because right. I think unreality is almost like this realm that exists in the imagination. Right? They call it the yeah. world of fiction. It's sort of like yeah. this unmanifested realm. And that video like how do i put it are you familiar with like have you ever played persona let me start there it's an easy way i to play show. persona 5 yeah perfect so you know how like okay. um the metaverse was sort of like this mm -hmm. it's the human unconscious and the things that exist yeah. in the human unconscious mm -hmm. and the imagination exists down there i almost think that might be how unreality functions is mm -hmm. that you know like Again, you could take it on the nose for Nomura. Where does Versus 13 exist now? Only in his imagination. Only in his... Oh, God, you're so right. And I hate yeah. it because you're so right. But yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I mean... Yeah. I like that. I like that as like... Th that is the defining feature of Unreality. Because we've heard Anson the Wise describe it as a world of fiction. Mm -hmm. A world that's not of light or dark. Which that seems weird to me. I feel like... 
that can't be right. Like, right? There's got to be... Well, <laughs> like, it's not in what we call the realm of light or darkness, but there's got to be, like, those attributes still have to exist. Sun, like, we the, see... Yeah, there's yeah. a sun. You can <laughs> we see Heartless switches. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so obviously there are, like, there's still that you know that kingdom hearts um like building blocks like the basic things that make up the universe still apply to unreality to a degree um yeah i like that idea of it all being like the imagined or the fiction but then like so anything that's fiction to the characters in reality aka in normal kh land is unreality so like 100 acre woodlandy is that not unreality then that's a book you know, I'm calling you on that one now. Does Pooh know Yazora? Are they on a first name basis? Because he's from a book, he's from a video game. That's like they're like cousins in that way. You know, you, they are you got they're me bonded there. by media. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. We have to take this a step further. Mm -hmm. we, I may have, mm -hmm. I think I got something wrong here. Yazora is yeah. only in a video game in the toy box version oh. that young Zay, like in. Ooh. That's yeah. true, right? Like, yeah. young Xehanor and the organization could have fucked with the toy boxes. We know that he did, right? Mm -hmm. They split in half or something, which... Yeah, they split I gotta see receipts worlds. on that. And I gotta see, like, the process and, like, know more about that. Because that is something that they're, like, so lightly touching on mm -hmm. in KH3. Like, it's a line. It's, like, one or two lines where they're, like, yeah, like, he split the world in half. And half of us are in the other one. Um, what? Like, can we please, <laughs> like, stop down on that? And, like... The, the organization, even the great, like, maybe in a report somewhere they talk about that. Mm -hmm. But I need to know more about that. And when you bring that up, yeah, they totally could have fucked with that world and made, like, yeah, let's just put, uh, you know, the true king. Let's put him in the in the video game just to, I don't know, fuck with Sora. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. to, like, give him some foreshadowing for later. I don't know. What the hell? Well, I think. That's crazy. I think if, because I imagine the master of masters is going to have some plan that requires Sora and Yazora meeting. Some kind of clash. Mm -hmm. I've always kind of theorized that what the master's trying to do, God, the people who listen to my podcast are going to hate me because they always hear this. <laughs> but, you know, mm -hmm. but the idea that sort of like everything the master's doing is kind of what Xehanort was doing, but to the 10th power. So the way yeah. like Xehanort tried to get Ventus and Vanitas to clash for some like consequence being the Keyblade, mm -hmm. I almost wonder if the master's going to try and get Sora and Yazora to clash for some mm -hmm. sort of like consequential outcome, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Just riffing there. Yeah, instead of light and dark, it's like the guardians of reality and unreality. Like they represent those two forces. Mm -hmm. Um but why? <laughs> what does he want? Like, I, can we talk about that? What the hell I does he want, to. dude? I would love to. Like, I, what the fuck does he want? So before we get into it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go <laughs> off. I'm gonna yeah. chew I'm gonna chew your ear off. But yeah, first, yeah, please. big shout out to Billy the Kid through five dollar super chat says Landy and regular regular Pat, oh. legends collide. This I is know Billy. I love Billy. Yeah. Billy's the man, dude. Yeah, I've, Billy's been in my comments like even before my channel got bigger. So I love Billy, dude. Same. It's good my, to see you here, dude. When my yeah. channel was <laughs> yeah. the, like a fraction of the size it was today, yeah, Billy was in the chat, yeah, bringing the good vibes. So thank you, good Billy. Taste. You're the man. Um, to get to your, uh, what does the master want? Okay, so the master's past. He's from another world, right? That predates yep. Union Cross, where he had friends, he had family, and he talks about how the darkness took all that from him. So now mm. he's based his life around defeating darkness, getting rid of it. Darkness is this, it's the cause of all pain and suffering. I want to get rid of it because it's tainting existence as we know it. Again, mm. sort of similar to Xehanort. Um, yeah. So what I think the master wants, because he's intrigued by the realm of fiction, right? Because he mm. learns in Union Cross, he found this place, neither of light nor dark. So 
without those, and you were talking about how those building blocks are present in Quadratum, but I think yeah. that's a consequence of Sora being there because the heartless Ooh, right. follow the Keyblade. And if the key, yeah, because the right, yeah. the people that see the dark side monstrosity, they're not like, oh, it's Tuesday. Here's the dark yeah. side guy. And they're like, oh, this is new. We've never seen this. Well, so, and I'll tell yeah. you, I got to give them credit. They want to go with a more realistic approach. The most realistic yeah. part of that trailer was the dude who was like, I got to get this. <laughs> yeah, he was like getting this. on his Insta story. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, so what he wants, he's interested in the realm of fiction, I think, because. Mm. Again, it's this world that's capable of sustaining itself without light or dark. So I mm. think he's going to try and basically take the reality we all know and drag it into the world of fiction. Because mm. in that world, he's able to have a certain type of control that wasn't available to him in Union Cross, in the world that came before. Obviously, we know his plan to put the darkness in vessels and rid the world of darkness forever. Mm. But I think it goes a step further. I think he wants to rid the world of light forever, too. I think mm -hmm. he's just Thanks looking light. for a world that is beyond light and darkness, that he sees those elements as constraints that hold mm -hmm. humanity back. So okay. you said you played Persona 5. Did you play Royal yeah. or did you play base? I Persona? did, yeah, I played Royal. Okay, yep. so it's kind of similar to what Maruki, Maruki? was going for. Ooh, I loved Maruki. So. Me too. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing. He has oh, this man. tragic backstory that's led to yeah. him wanting to defeat darkness. It. Mm. It just seems to go together for me. I don't know. Yeah. So his, you're saying ultimate goal is like a merger or like a sort of annexing of reality. Like we're pulling it all in. Mm -hmm. That's like the end goal. So like, oh man, how is he going to do that, Landy? <laughs> like what's the, uh, what's the, 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 the modus there? Like, how do you get to that point? Well, we how know does having Sora, I guess like everyone's trying to find Sora. So if everyone's like piling into unreality, that's going to like, you know, fuck with things. Cause obviously Sora being there, mm -hmm like you said, uh, you know, is either drawing the heartless or bringing light and darkness into, into unreality. So if he's like, if having Sora there disrupts, um, maybe it's like tearing a rift in the reality mm -hmm. fabric or whatever. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Damn. And you know, again, he's, he's laid out how he plans to get rid of the darkness. And again, maybe yeah. I, I could go inverse too. Cause I've always theorized that like now the darkness was our villain in arc in saga one light is mm. going to be like the new villain. Now yeah. he could want a world of no darkness, only light. Right. Mm. And maybe he sees unreality as a way to do that because again, he can bring, it's a world that had neither light nor darkness. Right. So there's no like yeah. darkness origin sitting in the world of fiction. So if he can yeah. put the darkness from reality in these vessels and then eliminate them that way, then it only leaves in my opinion, the light of Kingdom Hearts, which is why he's putting mm -hmm. the heart over the moon. Because he's like, oh, I'm going to okay. drag Kingdom Hearts into this world that doesn't produce yep. darkness. I'm going to take the darkness from that world, slay it, and then all we have left is fiction. And I think mm. that's the ultimate point, is like, yeah. he's creating this fake world. It's not going to be mm. uh, satisfying. It's not going to be real. It's right. just going to be a I was fairy gonna say tale. Right, right. A fairy tale kingdom, like Kingdom of Corona. Mm -hmm. Now I was gonna ask you, like, why would that be a bad thing? Like it doesn't sound that bad. But that's kind of the same question you're asking Maruki, because mm -hmm. that's like the you watch the characters come to the realization, like, oh, this is like a hollow fake existence. Like it's not it's not real. Um yeah. so I'm wondering, like, oh man. I just I'm I'm thinking about all those NPCs running around Quadratum, like are they like doomed to like live in this uh what we're considering like a fictional unreality that's like a hollow sort of thing or like will anyone who's who's native to quadratum like have a chance to um 
sort of sees like autonomy or like have like an actual meaningful existence because when you when you put it in the way of like this realm is meaningless and and hollow and and lacks purpose and choice it makes me feel bad about all those guys on their phone like well, <laughs> filming the dark side in a way it's kind of funny because i actually think they're gonna look at the kingdom hearts world that way and be mm -hmm. like you know because they have right in on reality they have these video games yuzora and stuff they'll be like you that that world of like fairy tales you know it's yeah, like, oh, yeah this is reality like to them right i guess that's the thing to us the viewer we have reality and unreality but i think to the people in unreality they're just like oh this is this is it they are yeah. autonomous in their own way right you know yeah yeah here i am but oh billy threw another five says i didn't think Ooh. regular pat really knew who i was outside of, of the ansom reports i think that's what arp is for yeah yep question of the weeks maybe spike getty twitch streams too my day has been made yep i've oh, seen billy in the in the question of the day of, of course yeah I, I notice everyone everyone thinks that like just because you make stuff on youtube that you're like you know totally detached again from reality <laughs> i don't live in unreality folks billy i'm right here in the same plane of existence as you i see names i remember the names it's all good also billy's just a very memorable guy so it's easy yeah. to remember him he's always you're gonna got see good the, the wolf with the crown it's <laughs> a good profile picture <laughs> you know and uh, Omelette Street chimed in earlier, says, two of my favorite Kingdom Hearts content creators in a call with one another. Somebody pinched me. You ain't dreaming, Omelette. What a crossover. <laughs> is this a crossover episode? It sure is. Oh, God. Landy, I want you to know your title says Regulat Pat, not Regulat. Does it really? Oh, my goodness. On Twitch, it does. I haven't been working sure on my lats on recently. It looks right to me on the title. I'm looking at it right now. I see okay. the chat. It says reg regular. It says regular. Okay. Maybe it was just on Twitch. Because on Twitch, it did say regulat. So thank you for that. Ah, see, that's all right. Remember I was telling you my, my audience is always here to let me know when I screw up? Yeah. You got to have them. Got to have them. your strongest asset. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the question oh, on reality is like mostly a mystery. Like everything. And that's the yeah. thing about this series is like it, it'll introduce information to you. And in like it'll introduce. How do I put Here's a good way to put it. It, it'll give you information that's factual, but not truthful. Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you learn so, the difference later, like with uh, the player being Xehanort. You know, mm. the player being connected to Xehanort was factual, but we but it took it as a truth truthful. that they were one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's on us. <laughs> that's our fault. We, you know, yeah. we should learn by now. We, we should know better. Another example of that is the nobody uh, heart thing with when Dream Drop, where everyone got all up in arms, like, "Oh, you're telling me that nobody's can regrow hearts? Not no, nothing ever told us that they couldn't do that." You know what I mean? I like it like... was presented. Did you do you feel cheated by that? I Are you of the I opposite? Don't. Look, I'll yeah. be the first one to tell you the series <clears throat> certainly has its retcons, but that's sure, not yeah. one of them. No, I I fully stand by that. I did this video about like myths and misconceptions that are that we debunked in NKH mm -hmm. and that. Uh -oh. It was like one of the big, yeah. you know, since nobody's were introduced that uh, that they couldn't ever regrow hearts or that they truly couldn't have them ever. Um, as soon as you have like Roxas and Axel uh, talking in the Roxas fight in 2FM, like, oh man, I wonder what's happening here. I wonder if they have emotions actually and they actually are, are, are growing hearts. Mm -hmm. um, to, to go to make it to 2012 and be blindsided by this idea uh, is sort of silly to me. Um, it was always very apparent in my eyes, at least. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat, especially like if you played like three five eight over two days, mm -hmm. which to me was just like sort of like textbook of a yeah. nobody growing a heart. 
Two yeah, of them? that's three of them. That's the cherry on top. Like you don't even yeah. need days, but yeah, like especially if you get through that, you should know that that's entirely possible. So yeah, um, is there a retcon that stands out to you? Like for me, I think like and it's very soft, and I almost <laughs> yeah. like I think it's a. Ma- I find this in particular to be the a master class of handling mm. a retcon. The whole idea that may your heart be your guiding key was something Yen Sid just always said. Mm. <laughs> even though <laughs> yeah, he never I don't s- mind it. I don't mind it, yeah. but I have to say, I think it's because of how they handle it, where it was like, yeah. Goofy was like, nah, he whispers it to himself. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's oh, weird. We'll pay attention yeah. this time. Yeah, and I yeah, like yeah. Because Goofy's the dog, so he has the dog ears. Yeah, so he he's got super one. hearing. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah I uh, I wouldn't even mind if, the, if it was like... I almost wish that he had stuff planned out a little bit earlier so that way like the remixes come out. Like don't change anything fundamental when we like these PS3, PS4 remixes come out. Mm-hmm. Like maybe add in like a Mayor Heart be your guiding key or something. Uh, if, they, if they ever did re-release the games, I would love them to like, you know, let's redub that Yen Sid scene in KHD where he's talking for a million years and he says it there. Like, that'd be kind of neat. Yeah. Um, I don't mind that. I think, and this is like very, very old news, but I think like Ansem not really being Ansem is kind of whack. <laughs> Like, and that's, we're talking like 2005 right now, but I, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just all in delivery. Like the game and they couldn't really, um, they couldn't really sell it in a way that made it easy for me to take it seriously. And I ended up like coming around on it, but like when Donald's saying, oh, that's the guy who's not the guy. Like he literally says that, like, uh, you're, you're telling me the guy that we fought in the first game was all garbage. And Mickey's like, no, like you still, you still had to beat him. Like Mickey's like being the like the writers being like no it was really important that you beated like that you defeated him, um, yeah I don't know I'm still like that one's kind of silly to me but forever salty I, that, yeah a little bit a little bit forever salty uh, shout out to Larkseen Simp with the best name on Twitch just gifted a sub <laughs> thank you Larkseen Simp we uh always appreciate it uh, Crystal Phoenix asked a question so clearly the new Seven Lights was primarily to avoid going to Agrabah for the thousand first time. Then mm. if the new seven lights are the seven pieces of light broken from the Keyblade, I'm not sure what the question was. Yeah, I'm missing, I'm missing that as well, but was, it's probably on us, not on them. Yeah, that's... I'm, I'm down with not going to Agrabah, though. I, I'm good on Agrabah. Yeah, you know? I'm kind of good. I'm good with the new seven lights thing, but I, I do think, yeah. like, they have to really, like, I'm fine with them switching up the Princess of Heart once. Don't do it again. Yeah. Like, just commit no, to yeah, these seven. Yeah, let's let's stick with these, yeah. Speaking of which, so we have four new Princess yeah. of Heart. I imagine Kyrie gets to keep her role. It I seems believe. like they've sort of at least soft confirmed that she's, like, sticking with it. Sticking so with it. Then you it's have her, Anna, Elsa, Elsa, and yeah, Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Yeah. Who do you have a three that you would pick off the top of your head? Um, locking in Moana, I think yes, there's sure. like there's just no way that she's not in this next game. Too like, easy. if you look at all the Nomura interviews and look at like, oh, there were games that ca- or movies that came out that we didn't have enough time to include. Like he's saying that like around like 2016 to 2018, like that mm-hmm. block right there, I think is like ripe for for worlds. That's why I really hope there's like a Coco World. Um, Coco World and then perfect. God and I like I wish. I wish they didn't like go full quadratum because they could have had like Sora like start cage four and like the Coco afterlife world. I would have loved that shit. Um, I don't think they're going to do that at this point, but um, so Moana locking her in and then like the next two I'm of the mind and I feel like I get a lot of pushback on this, but 
I, I would love for them to do Princess and the Frog World, but I feel like they, okay. they didn't do any like 2D style stuff in three. And so I feel like they're veering away from like doing the traditional animated mm. movies and not getting representation. Like they had Hercules and Hundred Acre Wood, but that was like stuff they already had. Like those were returning things. Uh, everything else was either CG or live action in the case of Pirates. So I think Tiana would be obvious. I feel like a, a New Orleans Princess in the Frog World would be nuts and awesome. Um, but I'm like, I'm on the fence on her. And then like, I don't even know who really would be the next contenders. Like, I kind of like the idea of it being Vanellope, to be honest, because I That's feel like what I was about to being, say. Yeah, Rick and Ralph being confined to Union Cross is like such a sin to me. I feel like it should get its own thing. I feel like is she technically like a queen or whatever? Uh, queen Vanellope by the end of the movie. I haven't seen Rick and Ralph. So. In a bit. I think so, matter, but like Jasmine's right? a, queen a queen too, right? Like Yeah, and Elsa's a yeah. queen. And honestly, like they haven't even said the word. We don't know that they're princesses. That's another thing. Um, they they only say new seven lights. So everyone's like oh. trying to shoehorn it into being princesses, but it could be like they could be a dude. It could be Ventus it or something. Could it could be dude. it could be Kronk, you know? Who cares? <laughs> Make it happen. It won't be. Uh but <laughs> But it, it, know, it's like, it's nice to pretend it might be. Yeah, it, it's very fun to pretend. But I, I I think we shouldn't rule out the possibility that it's not it's not entirely women and it's not entirely uh, royalty or royalty adjacent mm -hmm. because I don't know. I haven't seen Ryan, the last dragon. Have you seen that? But like, apparently people are saying, people are saying like it's, it fits in well, like heart is a central concept to that, to that movie. Um, so I could see that potentially mm -hmm. being a thing. I don't know what the timeline looks like. I feel like that was like a 21, 20, 20 or 2021 release. Um, so I don't know how far along they are with the worlds or picking what's going to go in, but that could be a, a pick. So I, I, I guess I'll yeah. land on Moana, Raya, Vanellope. Those will be the ones. I honestly, I think Vanellope is actually a shoe in because like uh, really? Vanitas himself has visited us in the chat says Wreck-It Ralph oh got a summon in Kingdom Hearts 3. So maybe that was mm -hmm. a hint. I think so because again, I think one, Wreck-It Ralph was a summon in Kingdom Hearts 3. It's where True Darkness was trapped in Union Cross and it's Ooh. literally like a gaming crossover world. And you know what? It's also, you get Wreck-It Ralph and Toy Box, which is where, yeah. you know, the oh, Verum Rex right. thing happens. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a little yeah. wink and a nod, honestly. And we have precedents for that. We have like Simba showing up and Mushu in one, and they and they end up having a full world in two. So it's not like unheard of that mm. or Stitch even in two, and then he has a world in BBS. So it, it could totally yeah, be because I sort guess, of a nod to that. I guess it's sort of like when they've cleared the rights for something, and like yeah, they, yeah. Have to, they have time to build a <laughs> summon, but not a whole yeah. world. Um, yeah. Wildcat Diana on Twitch says, so going back to the Child of Destiny, what about the empathy powers? Sora is the one mm. that had them. Neither Riku nor Kairi do. But we saw with yeah. Balder that you can go insane from them. What if that mm. is what the Master wants? To drive Sora, create like create a true darkness out of Sora? Mm. I think Again. that might be what the darkness <laughs> wants. Yeah. I don't know if that's what the master wants because the master wants strong hearts of light to contain darkness, which explains mm. why he'd be interested in Sora. He seems like a primary candidate, but maybe that's because we have multiple players here. So Diana, maybe that's what darkness is going to want to do to Sora. They'll want to conjure up a darkness out of him because a darkness conjured up out of Sora would probably be pretty powerful. So I don't know. That's, that's where my mind goes with that. Yeah. A lot of people like your princess recommendations. I'm seeing a lot of Raya's jump in the chat. I'm seeing a lot of Tiana's. 
Who's Mirabelle? Someone educate me. I'm seeing some. Oh, Mirabelle's. Mirabelle is the main character from Encanto. I would actually Encanto. be actively okay. against Mirabelle being a princess or a, a new Seven Light. The whole gist of Mirabelle and Encanto is that she's in a family of people who are spectacular and they have like their own superpowers, and she's the only person who doesn't. It would kind of be like the Encanto equivalent of the Child of Destiny if they were to make Mirabelle mm. be like this special sort of uh, light thing. I think it should be. It could be like a thing. Remember in KH1 where like Hook was like, what, Wendy's not one of them? How is Wendy not one of them? Like, mm -hmm. we have her right here. She's like, she fits the bill. She looks just like Alice. It should be like a thing where they think Mirabella's is one and they find out that she's not. Okay, um, I, I think that'd be great, actually. That. Yeah, because that. I think it would like run in entirely opposite to the point of the movie to make Mirabelle special. Mm -hmm. She comes to terms with not being special throughout the movie. So, and she's not a princess. Yeah, that's another thing. But I don't, again, I don't think that, you know, truly matters. All right. <clears throat> Uh, maybe would you would you recommend Encanto before I before I move? I on? think it's a good one. Yeah, I um, yeah, I think that's definitely worth a watch. I feel like there are decent odds that it, I don't know if it would get a world. That's the thing. It's a very like enclosed space. We I did this like World Watch series where I talked about what I think would be potential worlds for four. I feel like it's mostly taking place inside a house, so it's like hard to envision that as like a cage four size world. Um, but. I could definitely see like referential stuff or a summon of some kind. So I would definitely check it out at least before four comes out, just in case yeah. you're, uh, you've done, done your homework, you know? Well, that, that's, that's also something that's always exciting when like a kingdom hearts game comes out is usually if there's a movie in there, I haven't seen, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get around to seeing it. I never got around to big hero six, mm -hmm. um, but I was it's happy fine. to hear that it was like a, it was a original story. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I I watched a lot of the three movies after I played three, which was a very interesting experience because I would experience like the Tangled and Frozen worlds and not really know what was original and what wasn't. So like there are parts of the Tangled world where I'm like, who the fuck is Eugene? Like they keep calling him like there's before the ending. They're like Rapunzel's calling him Eugene. I'm like, is this like a joke or a bit that I missed? Like that I like like skip a cutscene accidentally. So I had no idea that was like a movie plot point. They like really expected you to watch the movie. Um, so I really need to do better this time and watch everything that I know is going to be in four. I think the only things I've still missed are like the Tron movies and the Musketeer movie. And I think I'm good on that. I think I can keep, you know, keep oh, my true dude, fan no, card. I love the Musketeer movie. Really? Really? I love the uh, Musketeer movie. Like, I mean, I probably I got some nostalgia was, like, bias, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured it was directed to VHS or whatever, so I could have skipped it. But if you're, you know, I'll, I'll take your word on that. I'll, I'll check it out eventually. <laughs> it's not yeah. too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. But it, it's funny you brought up the Eugene thing, because, like, mm. the only reason I knew that, like, because I'm not going to lie, I kind of, like, docilely got through Tangled. wasn't yeah, yeah. wasn't bad. I liked <laughs> yeah. it. Just, you know. But, yeah. But before I ever saw that movie... I used to work as like when I was younger, I would work summers at like a summer camp. And for the mm. entire summer camp, they kept calling me Flynn Rider. And I actually oh. had no idea what it was <laughs> yeah. until yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced. I was like, wait, yeah. that's Flynn Rider. Oh. I was like, my nickname. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, You're rolling around on barrels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. That's uh. fun. But yeah, I had much less flattering nicknames during my uh, formative experiences. Oh, so. dude, that's, I guess that's why it never bothered me because it's I've I've been called yeah. much worse. Yeah, yeah. I've been called much. Yeah, worse. I think a party member I've been compared to would be like I don't know Mike Wazowski maybe before uh, before a Flynn Rider. So you're, you're, some guys got all the luck, man. That's nuts. At least at least Mike is funny, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's got some true. Redeeming qualities. Yeah, we'll take that. Okay, let's see. Anything else from the chat? 
All right, let's see. Andy123 says Frozen World in Kingdom Hearts 3 was the worst world in Kingdom Hearts 3. What is your take on that? Well, 100 Acre Woods there. So if, you know, that's like, you know, like there's like that thing about like Alabama and Mississippi are always competing for like the bottom spot and they're mm -hmm. happy that the, the, the other one's there. Uh, that's like Arendelle with the 100 Acre Wood. Like 100 <laughs> Acre Wood is like the Mississippi of KH3. Um, but if we take that out of out of the equation and it's like we're just looking at like the fully fledged world. Yeah, I do think Arendelle is the worst, but I am higher on it than I was in 2019. I have been brought up on Arendelle. I think Arendelle for me is a very, for lack of a better term, it's a very like bipolar world. Because for one, yeah. Lark scene's there and any scene with her is fun. And I, Yeah, you know, absolutely. Love um, to see that. Yep. Two, there is some plot relevance, you know, with those Lark scene cut scenes, which I always do like. Three, yep. I thought the like ice labyrinth was so cool. It's everything <laughs> outside of ice labyrinth that yep. I don't like, like freaking putting together yep. Olaf and going up the mountain, down the mountain, up the okay. mountain, down the mountain. I kind of like putting together Olaf. If Cage one did that shit, I'd be like singing its praises till the cows come home because it's like you got to look around a little bit. There are like alternate scenes if you get it wrong. I kind of like that. I don't like how annoying it is with like the voice lines. Everything looks like Olaf, et cetera, et cetera. You got to. If you go back to the area, you got to do it again. Mm -hmm. I hate that. It should be optional. And I don't even think, I think it like a, like a synth material for doing it or an accessory. Like it's Something. not, it's not worth it. And the thing should be in different spots when you come back. It's literally doing the story part of it again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the ice labyrinth is sick. Um, it's, uh, it's not like fully, but like it's obviously taking inspiration from it, which I think is like some of the best KH stuff. Um, I always love seeing like the big set pieces. Like one did it really awesome with like the tree house or the camp in deep jungle or like uh, Ariel's Grotto and, and stuff like that. But I also really like when they invent original spaces that are obviously, you know, taking cues from the movie, but aren't like, you know, walking you through a slideshow or a, a presentation of like scenes from it. Um, so yeah, I, I think the labyrinth is sick. And there's like cool platforming stuff in, in the yeah. labyrinth and a little bit on the mountain, but the mountain is so samey that it's so easy to get lost. Mm -hmm. Um I don't, I don't like the mountain at all. I did like the sledding minigame, I will say. I thought that was fun. Frozen slider, yeah. yeah. Until you gotta, like, have again, have an Everglow video up so you can know where all the crystals are to get the Orcalcum. <laughs> um, if you take it out of an occasion, it's a great minigame, but if you're, you know, trying to get all, the, all those Roman numeral crystals, the, it, it falls a bit, in my estimation. Yeah, good luck. Like, doing it on your own, I legitimately don't know how they expected you to do it without, like, dedicating a week to Frozen Slider. Um, See, that's what's crazy. Insanity. That's what's crazy. I feel like game design now is made... With the idea that people can look things up online, whereas which back, is terrible, right? Yeah, That's bad. It right? is because it's like you the, things become more complex or random for no reason, rather. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like back then, before P, like when strategy guides were like the oh. most accessible thing you could use, you almost had and, to create something that was a little bit more logical and a little less yeah. random. You know, and maybe. Maybe because you said you said strategy guy and like I perked up like because like the same nostalgia that you feel for like a blockbuster, even though it's way worse, like mm -hmm. to what we have now, like obviously streaming services are it's like pure. more accessible, yeah. but like obviously you don't have to pay to watch an Everglow video. So like clearly it's better to, to have that be like your source of information for a game. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I guess I just miss walkthroughs. <laughs> I, I guess I miss <laughs> when it was. Yeah, you really had to like dedicate yourself and pay for the for the knowledge if you were stuck. Like it was like, all right, that's your punishment. You're stuck on on this part of deep jungle. You don't know where to go. But you got to buy the Brady game strategy guy for twenty five dollars, and you know now you know what to and do. Fl and flip through it too. Yeah, yeah. Right? 
Um, Are strategy guys even a thing still? Like, do, do people like—is so. that an industry? I think yeah. so, but I think they almost—you know—Kingdom Hearts does Ultimanium. I think a lot of yeah, they'll combine the strategy yeah. guide with a sort of Ultimanium idea. Yeah, so it's like, like a, a lore book, collector's edition thing. Yeah. Um, somebody in the chat—I think I'm saying this right. Olau seven eight nine says throw. Oh, I know Olau. You know Olau says throwback mm -hmm. to Pat taking like a hundred hours to beat Skull. Oh come on, that's old news. <laughs> that. That's like big B Pat. I was probably drunk during half of that stream. Give me a break. It was level one. It was critical level one, Landy. I, I, I did a lot better uh, this I, past stream. I'm no it's better, tough. man. Skull had me tied yeah. up for a few streams on critical level yeah. one. I think seven hours it was for me. It was brutal. Yeah. But it makes you a better player. Um, it does. And a better person. <laughs> <laughs> you know? A better, a better friend. A better son even i would say going through skull level one i don't know I'm i think i think i came out a little too bitter to say yeah. I was better. <laughs> yeah um omelet street wants to know what our hot takes for kingdom hearts are oh man how, how much time do you have <laughs> like you know we've got all right look it's like an hour and 43 i usually start yeah. to apply the brakes at the two hour mark yeah, so yeah. we got some time if you want to okay. throw something out yeah i mean well obviously cage one over two that's like the, the big one um cage three over two as well I, you and i are simpatico on that um i love i'm just like recycling old material for me because i've you know <laughs> between twitch and youtube i've i've done everything you in terms of like my hot right? takes but like uh i love collecting the crabs in the caribbean like that's one of my favorite parts of that world and of the game to be honest uh, i think it's so good i think for I think for people who were like really into two when they show up to the Caribbean and they're like, oh wait, like I don't have to like walk in a straight line to go to the next load screen. No, you have to like look around and like hit some stuff and take a little bit of time. Everyone's like, oh, it takes forever. No, it doesn't. It takes like six minutes, even if you're really bad at it. <laughs> I have this whole rant in this video I did at the at the beginning of the year. I won't rehash it, but um it's one of the best parts of that world because like it asks you to look around and like observe your surroundings and be creative with your your movement abilities and like mm -hmm. use the Trinity Shield again. They bring that back from Olympus. I think it's great. So those are some of mine. <laughs> what is the, if you had to pick the one that's gotten you the most flack, what would you say it is? Oh man, what's gotten me the most flack? I don't know. I don't, I try not to pay attention to the negative comments, Landy. I try, I try to uh, only look, only look at the words of affirmation and praise. So what are people really upset with me about? I think it's, I think it's KH1 over two. Like I think, I, I think I've been flanderized in a way where people think that like, I truly dislike that game. That game is still in my top 10, KH2. Like I, I just like give it a hard time because I feel like somebody has to. Like I feel like like everyone just like gives it a pass when it, it doesn't always deserve like you know full marks. Um, so yeah, I, I would say it's that. I feel like there are people who really misunderstand me and think that like I truly dislike Cage Two. I think the people who have it as their favorite are like dumb or not like actual fans. Um, no, I don't think that at all. But oh my God, Sonny Novus in the chat. Sonny's here. I love Sonny Novus. My man. Yeah, my man. He's Sonny. back. He's back with a vengeance. He's working on something nuts. I don't want to say anything because I don't know how public he is, but no, Sonny. Like I, I always, um, I always say, like Sonny is some YouTubers like me. We 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 string a lot of singles together, you know, like yeah. I'm thinking baseball. We yeah. string singles together. We get <laughs> yeah, our runs yeah, in that yeah. way. Sonny Nova steps to the plate and hits bombs every like, time. Bomb every time. Yeah, bombs. Yes, yeah. bombs. It's true. Gotta respect it. Gotta yeah. respect it. My hot take. I think my hot take. If wanting Riku to die in the next game isn't what pisses <laughs> people off, it's that I yeah. think Kingdom Hearts needs to have a definitive ending, you know? Because mm. it's not like Final Fantasy where you can just keep going because every, yeah. every installment is its own thing. You know, seeing how important the story of Kingdom Hearts is to people, the truth is, 
Like it's the same for Batman as it is for stories. If you don't yeah. die a hero, you live long enough to become the villain. So it's like if yeah. Kingdom Hearts doesn't have its definitive ending, it's gonna go on long enough that it just it it doesn't stick the landing. It's gonna stumble. It's gonna yeah. You know that's just really how I feel about it. It can't all be one piece. You know you can't. I, I'd love I'd love <laughs> yeah. for it to be. Don't get me wrong, but you know Nomura is a mortal human being, and I think when Nomura is done making games, Kingdom Hearts should stop being made. That's that's yeah, probably I was gonna the opinion ask you, that gets me in hot water the most. I don't I don't think it's that nuts. I think I'd rather it go out on a high note than to, you know, uh really limp to the barn. But mm-hmm. would you play would you play a game where they're like, listen, that's the end of the Sora saga? Every character that we know from this, however many arcs they end up doing with Sora, like they're done. We're doing either like a reboot or like new generation. Like, are you out on that from the beginning or would you check it out? In the event that Sora's story comes to a completion and we go, this is the end of this story. And this is their way to sort of, I guess an, I would try it to put, to put yeah. it, I guess, short. I would give I it would a too. shot. Even if I would are, be against it, but I'd have to try it. Yeah. Right. Because it could still be good. Like, so like if we're living yeah. in a world, Sora's story is told, Nomura retires from game development, but Disney and Square Enix come together and say, Hey, we want to keep making these games but so that we don't disrupt your experience mm. with the Dark Seeker saga and Lost Masters arc. Yeah. Here's new characters. It's not Donald and Goofy. Now it's now it's Max and one of Donald's nephews. You know, like they, they mix it up all that different yeah. ways. It's 10,000 years in the future. There's new things. If they did something like that, I would give it a shot. And I think that's more tasteful than, you know, should Nomura step down and they want right. to keep Sora going. I, I just yeah, don't that's think the that thing. works. I don't think I can I can see this series continuing in the same way that it is with someone that's not Nomura at the helm. Like, even if you were to say, like, listen, we're gonna get like the Christopher Nolan of game devs or like or writers or directors or whatever. Like, I don't I it's that's not Kingdom Hearts at that point then. Like right. even if it's like, you know, airtight, no plot holes, no retcons, whatever, like it, that's just that's part of the experience, it's part of the journey for us. Um so yeah, I think it should it should end when when he's done. Um, but if they were able to, you know, pick a successor, maybe he bequeaths, you know, the, uh, the so-called keyblade to somebody and he, and he can have somebody take up the reins, then I, I'd be interested in checking that out. But I, I do think I would prefer it ending before I do. That's, that's what I would like to <laughs> okay, see. That's maybe that's selfish of me. I don't, I don't need it to go on for my, my, you know, great grandkids to play. They can play the old ones, they can, you know? And, and that's what I mean is like, I think, I think it's more meaningful to create something that's timeless so that yeah. like. If they wanted to keep making Kingdom Hearts games, you know, in 50 years, you remake it for the PS9, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, you get that Kingdom Hearts 1 remake everybody wants, which I actually do right. want to ask you about that. But yeah, I get that drops a lot. in the chat with $5. Yeah. says, Billy is cool. I liked when Pat supported his ideas of putting SpongeBob in Kingdom Hearts. Lots of potential. <laughs> okay. All right, listen. <laughs> we got to we got to establish the context. This was like this was like hour two and a half of like an Anson report appearance where it was like the question of the week was like, all right, put a non-Disney world or non-square thing into KH and like they made me like tier rank like how good SpongeBob would be along like people were like uh near or people were like uh Naruto or uh My Hero Academia, SpongeBob, Avatar. I was like, yeah, okay, this goes here. This is more likely and fits better than that. So that I think SpongeBob was upper what, half though. Were we you looking at it. like a spatula keyblade? Like is that what we're yeah, looking obviously. at? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, plankton, boss fight, uh, you know, easy money. That's that's a layup. Plankton but... and a mech. Yeah. 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 Or and shrink sword down and it's uh it's in the Ooh, same weight class, you know. Okay. 
And then you have it on his terms. You know, when the spatula keyblade hits, you see like Krabby Patty ingredients fly everywhere. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. Tomatoes, lettuce flying everywhere. It could yep. work. It could Why work. Not? <laughs> um yeah, so Kingdom Hearts One remake. I see people yeah. talk about that. Like it seems like something some people want. Yeah. One, do you think it's too soon? And two, do you think it's worthy of a remake <clears throat> at some point? Um, well, it's definitely not too soon. I feel like we've seen like even FF7. What was FF7 was 97, right? And yeah. when was five years remake? before 2020? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I don't think it's too soon. I don't think it needs it. Um, I, I'm definitely not opposed to it happening, but like I think there's a lot of things they have to be careful about. Like, what do you even do with like the deep jungle of it all? Mm -hmm. Um, that's something that always comes up when you think about it for a little bit. Um, I would hate if they like, okay, now it's it's cage one, but we have flow motion now. Uh, that would really sour me on it. Like, please, please don't change how anything moves or controls. Like, I guess, like, no, I don't know. I everyone would push for it to be like more like two or three in the combat to be to be you know quicker and and buttery smooth. Uh, part of the charm of cage one to me is the more grounded and heavier feeling to things. Um, so I mean, I don't know if if they like gave it a new coat of paint and like spruced it up. Um, quality of life stuff, like I wouldn't mind that, but I think playing it on on PS4 or 5 right now or PC, whatever, like that's good enough. Like it, mm -hmm. it aged so well. I think it, it's it's basically timeless. I don't think like the graphics really, you know, have any wear and tear on them because it's also cartoony in most spots and the, the original characters are, are stylized in a way that it's not like, oh, there's like blocky, like you look at like the bouncer, which was like two years before yeah. that. Like that's aged you clearly. Sora, you mean Sora's past life? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where he fought uh, Derigon C. Mikado. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think it really needs it. I'm not opposed to it happening. I'll check it out. Obviously, I won't be on Twitter like doing a boycott. Um, but I, I think it's you know it's unnecessary right now. So if you had to, I just thought of this. If you had to bring one world from Kingdom Hearts one back, mm -hmm. what would it be? <sighs> Man, um, you know what I think is like the biggest robbery of all time. I drunk tweeted this a couple of weeks ago. If we're on the same if, page, I'm going to flip, but go ahead. Okay. Well, okay. There's a few things. I mean, my inclination is like, imagine Christmas town in cage one. Like if it could have been like, I wish mm -hmm. it was like the full nightmare before Christmas was represented in cage one. Cause you only got the Halloween half. Um, Christmas town in cage two being like three flat rooms in the factory is such a bummer. Um, so there's that. And then I guess number two would be wonderland. Actually. I would kill with modern yeah. <laughs> day visuals to bring yeah. Alice in Wonderland back. Yeah. I would. Yeah. And I think there's a way, Landy, because they, I think Nomura likes, I think that he's on record as liking the uh, 2010, the live action Alice, mm -hmm. which is probably not what you're looking for. But like, I think that's like the, the next, next best thing that you're going to get. I just, I, I, what I'm really just looking for are the trippy visuals that they can do. You know, I, yeah. I obviously love the Alice in Wonderland story. That's great yeah. and all, but artistically, cause like, for instance, like I, I think the freaking "Let It Go" sequence in Kingdom Hearts Three is superior to the cinematic one. Like, yeah, it's really good. I even caught I caught a stream of yours where you were answering some trivia where they fixed the issue. I think her arm yeah, like, the goes hair. through her hair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Where I feel like because I think what held the live action back was that it was too realistic, right? Yeah, no, I I think that like defeats the purpose Correct. of the, the premise of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like through Kingdom Hearts, we could actually get this sort of like next level psychedelic trippy looking world yeah. that Kingdom Hearts 1 wasn't quite ready for and the right. live action movies kind of missed the mark on. 
you know? Yeah, I, I do think, uh, and I, you know, obviously I'm high on KH1, I, I love the world design, but if you were to, like, pick a world that, like, really needed, like, a facelift, like, I don't know why Wonderland is, like, a shoebox. Like, you look, everything's, like, a boxy mm -hmm. room. Like, why? It's not, like, I don't think it's, like, a, like, a purposeful aesthetic choice. I mean, maybe it is, but there's really nothing about the movie that would lend to the idea that, like, this should be presented like it's a bunch of, like, shoebox dioramas. I don't, I don't really understand. Like, you look at the forest, like, it's a painted on yeah. wall, and it's, like, got, like, these hard corners. Why? Uh, yeah, so I, I would love to see it, like, get redone. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, get to we're almost at the two hour mark so we are coming up on time vanita says don't fix something that needs to that doesn't need to be fixed that's all i have to yeah. say for a kingdom hearts one remake i think, it's, a lot I of, think it's perfect yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of people feel that way kevin romero says plankton in a mech makes more sense since in the nickelodeon multiverse okay then he i kind of lose him here <laughs> that's where he fought danny timmy spongebob and jimmy oh in the, oh, in the game Nick that's Tunes how he Unite? fought yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I never made it that far. Okay. Let's see. Give Squidward and Patrick a reaction commands. People are really vibing with this SpongeBob thing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll be your next episode. <laughs> you can bring on Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny's got cage connections. He was Rabbit in uh, in three, so he's already he's already in Nomura's Rolodex. He's so just, just get him in the Nomuraverse. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Page Guides is here. My oh man, my God, says, Guides! Yeah, says please give me an encounter with the caterpillar. Or give me a Council of Disney Elders, please. Yeah, we were Yo. talking about the Council of Disney Elders earlier. Yeah. Kind of trying to recapture that. I could see that. Can I just say, can I plug Cage Guides real quick? Obviously, check out the website. Uh, check out Reconnect. I don't wait, even know if you wait, can still... Wait, wait. Did you say Reconnect? you know east coast That'd we'll see we are uh we're yeah. back we're back rolling and i, yeah, I say dude. that entirely for your for your sake uh pat yeah. but yeah and yeah thank the you. chat says that had to be planned <laughs> no, it actually wasn't like wasn't. he told me during the ad that he was like thank you for the segue because i, I usually it's not that smooth so no, I'm, I'm i'm not surprised the audience doesn't buy that that was genuine because again i'm yeah. usually so bad at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, but yeah, I just wanted to say, like, obviously check out the Cage Guides website, and then I love to plug this video that he did for March Caprice Three, oh, yeah. which was uh, this uh, the trading card game where he like did a deep dive on the trading cards. Uh, you gotta go check that out on his YouTube channel because I think it's like some of the best production value I've seen in uh, in a Cage video. So I am gonna go ahead and grab that, and when the episode ends, since yeah. YouTube doesn't do raids, I will drop right. that link <laughs> yeah. on the YouTube chat so you can all check it out. Yeah, there dude, there's like. There was like I've seen like people post pictures of like the Kingdom Hearts training cards. Yeah. I've seen some of them like in like mom and pop gaming stores being sold. I didn't yeah. realize how like deep it went. I thought they were just like collectibles. I didn't think there was an actual like game to all of it. 
it existed so amorphously to me until that video. I was like, yeah, I'm like vaguely aware of it, but like, I, there's like probably like five people out there who know about it. And he just like breaks it all down. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, dude. Guides is the man. Everybody <clears throat> yep. should check that out. I'll be throwing that link in the chat soon. Um, your boy, Olau, am I saying that right? I think I'm saying that right. He says, best non-final boss in the series. It's a good um, question. I assume secret bosses count? Series? If we're talking like just on a gameplay level, um, Yazora is really good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like I and you know, I, I just talked about how I'm like not the biggest Yazora supporter ever, but um, I think it's like not as as BS as Lingering Well. Like Lingering Well has these parts where like I don't know. I, I did it on Critical Level One two summers ago, and I remember like there's like this HP gate where like you don't know what he's gonna like just break out of the combo that you're doing on him and like go into his is like Keyblade Whip. I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. Yazora was like like it's bonkers. It's it's like crazy. It's unfair. But it's not unfair though. Like it feels unfair, but then you realize that it's not. Um, it's so I really like, like that as, as fight. Fair. That's actually the thing yeah, I love yeah, about yeah. it because I, I, I yeah. kind of like what you were going on with like lingering wheel, and I feel this way about Sephiroth too. Even though like I love yeah. all those fights, like Sephiroth yeah. fight in Kingdom Hearts two, I can't tell you like what a awesome. what a curedom for boredom that was for me in my younger yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but like you said, there were just some aspects to how they would engage you in battle that I don't want to say was like cheap. But there wasn't yeah. a lot of rhyme or reason. Whereas, like with Yazora, there is like something formulaic about every move he makes. Every yeah. like your you first battle with him, and you go, "How the hell can I even win this? How the hell yeah. can anyone beat this?" But then you realize <laughs> there's there's something to every attack. There is yeah. some there's pattern. The pattern recognition is completely fair. Like I don't know, it's just so to me it's just such a well-designed boss i, I would so go good. with yazora but let's say yeah. let's say for a minute yazora counts as a final boss because he's technically the last boss of sure yeah. remind and limit cut who would you pick other than yazora i mean can i pick like i love sora versus ansem in the crater uh in kh1 like the second ansem fight where you don't have donald and goofy mm-hmm. um i feel like i like i love when they're in the same weight class there's not like a bunch of shit flying around like you're grounded you're just doing your your basic, uh, you know, one v one combos, like no world of chaos, super glide, any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's so atmospheric, it's so like climactic. Like I kind of wish that was how the game actually ended because I feel like, like doing that, and then going into world of chaos by yourself, and then like slowly getting your party back in that last world of chaos fight with Sword on the Goofy versus Big Ansem. Like it's just not as difficult as mm-hmm. that that crater fight. So. I would probably go with that as my like non-final final boss, even though he is like technically sort of, like part yeah. of my gauntlet. Yeah. I, um, if not, then Riku Ansem. I love Riku Ansem in Hall of Bastion. So. Dude, I, that's yep. the I have like two honorary mentions. One was Riku mm-hmm. Ansem, the other one was Sephiroth Cage too. But to yep. me, very obscurely, I think my favorite boss battle would be Remind fighting the armored Xehanorts as the Guardians collectively. I love that. Yeah. I uh, I did a cage three boss ranking, and I think I had that at like it was like top five or something. And people were like, "You're nuts." And I was like, "No, I'm not nuts. Like this is something that you draw in your notebook in algebra class when you're bored. Like you're waiting for cage yeah. three to come out. You're waiting for news, and it's like that was the thing. Like everybody was like, "There's gonna be like you're gonna have like eight party members, and you're gonna fight all of them at the same time." And obviously, it wasn't quite that. Like there are limitations. It's not gonna be like that that cheesy. But like that was like the closest thing you got to that. You're controlling all of them at once. Like this big collective health bar. Um, that's amazing. Like that's just like childhood come true right there. Just so, so good. I also love the replica Xehanorts. I think that's like the spookiest, mm-hmm. creepiest fight in the series. And Scala, um, 
it's so weird. They just like float there. They're creepy. Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of like what Xehanort's vision was for the vessels, just to yeah. these like yeah. hollow husks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a uh, yeah, crazy very unsettling. Stuff. All right, we are over the two hour mark. Um, wow, time flies. Time does fly, dude. Especially when you're having fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything that we touched on today that you wanted to bring up again, or something we forgot to bring up? Anything, anything of that sort before we start wrapping no. up? I think I've made it really clear my stance on on Sora as the child of destiny. We, we should reiterate: brace yourselves if you're you know not inclined to it, like similarly to me. Just get ready for it being the route that they take. You got to have low expectations. That's the key to happiness. That's that's sort of my my <laughs> mantra. But you know, I'm I'm very open to it being Riku. I really hope it's Kyrie. That's that's the note that I want to leave that on. And I would <clears throat> I'd echo a lot of your sentiments. You know. I think if yeah. it's going to be Sora, it's going to be the Sora would be the toughest one to pull off, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm open to it being Riku Kairi. Um, I'm, exci I'm excited for the Destiny trio moving forward. I guess I want to say that. Yeah. I, I think there's been efforts to m shrink the narrative down so that we're not yeah. spaced out between all these different times and all these different trios, right? Now you have like Union Cross, which Strelitzia is here in the modern day. Yeah. And, you know, Riku's going after Sora, Kairi's training so she could join. I do think we're almost going to see a renaissance that brings Sora, Riku, and Kairi really into the front fold. Um, I hope. But, uh, yeah, dude, I guess to leave it there, I'm going to go ahead and drop the trading card video for guides in the YouTube chat. Let me drop it in the Twitch That's chat cool. as well so you guys Hell can yeah. watch that. That'll be our little unofficial YouTube raid. Uh, Pat, dude, thank you for coming on. This was a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I had a good time. I hope you did too. I would absolutely. I did. Good, good. Yeah. I, I'd hate to have wasted two hours of your life. No, yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> not, dude. I'd love to do it again sometime too. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, <laughs> if hey, look, if you're not following regular Pat, I've got all his links in the description. Feel free to check yeah, him out on you. Twitch, Twitter. There's a link tree. All of it's there. Thank you again for hanging out, everybody. If you're on Twitch, since they do have raids, we're gonna raid. Princess Kyora, she's playing some Majora's Mask because she's oh. based. Um, yeah. yeah, we're going to close it out there. Dude, thanks again for coming on, and Absolutely. We'll, we'll have you back in good time. Hell yeah, dude. Thank you.